This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Todd Carney set to return to Sydney after discovering that Forex makes his piss taste funny. Injecting rooms in the Shire warned to be on the lookout as Josh Dugan will be unable to get his morphine fix on the field for a month. Wayne Bennett pleads for Darius to be picked for Queensland, admitting that he isn't qualified to care for him and Trish won't take his calls. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for the round nine of the 2018 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 285 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, man? Yeah, I'm good this week. So yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm so fucking tired and like, you know, partially, look, I'll, I'll accept responsibility for some, but um, the part that's like staying up to 2.30 playing Fortnite, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll accept that part of it. Have you found Josh Dugan yet? No, not yet. Although, uh, apparently the other night, I didn't know this myself because I, he's not on my friend list or anything, but uh, apparently I was in a, in a game with Nick Kyrgios the other night. And, um, like, you know, it's fair to say I outlasted him because I came second and uh, and he didn't, wasn't the one that killed me. That's fantastic. So, so uh, motherfucker, maybe you should try harder on your tennis. That's all I'm saying, because obviously you don't have a career like this ninja. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. It's not like he, you know, gets the shits with the video game and jumps in his Ferrari or anything, is it? You know, that mother, exactly. that poor sad motherfucker. Exactly, exactly. He's got, no, he's got nothing. Well, now I've taken, now I've taken gaming away from him. Like, yeah, he's he's got nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, him. how can I fill this hole in me? Oh, look, I, you know, I'll just need to go and fill some holes in other people for a while because I'm fucking rich. I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. And like tennis is one of those sports where it's like almost like like you you there's like there's no correlation between the riches you have and the success that you achieve. I mean like it's a it's a it's a measure of success to even become um a member of, you know, like yeah. the pro tour. No, there but, there is a correlation. Well I mean yeah, right? no, but what I'm saying is you can be the one hundredth best player and earn a very good living yeah. <laughs> travelling the world playing yeah, tennis. Yeah, but it's because you're ranked as okay, you're this good at tennis yep. compared to everyone else in the world. Well, that's how tennis rankings work. Yeah, but so you're paid that. Well, I mean, but you know, not everyone's playing tennis, are they? Well, you, you know, <laughs> lucky for him that he is there. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like it's like when when the when when Americans you know call it the the Super Bowl winning side, the world champions. Not everyone's playing it. Like, I know. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> Manly have somehow got competition points without actually playing football this year, so... Fucking, uh, they have, they have. Well, they did play football a couple of times, that's, that's it, they played football exactly twice and the results speak for themselves, I believe was something in the vicinity of like you know, 80 odd to you know, 16 or 12 or something, yeah. but um, but they, they've not played football on many other occasions as well, mm. um, and they've fucking, uh, and it paid the price, believe me. I'll tell you, I, I, I unfollowed them the other day. Manly? Oh, yeah. Really? Fuck it! I just, I just, I'm just done with seeing their shit. I, my week was so much better. 
not seeing any tweets from the, that official account. Like, nothing has changed for me in terms of, like, you know, the club and everything like that. But you know how we have this thing and we've spoken about it in the past that, you know, when players, um, you know, cop a flogging and they're, like, shaking hands with the other team, which yeah. is fine. Obviously, got to be sportsmanship, yes. you know. Yes, yes. But um, but you know they're like laughing and having a joke and everything, and they're, and they're not looking yeah. like they're fucking filthy with them. Yeah, hundred you know? like, percent. <clears throat> we hate that. We agree on that. We've spoken about it many times in the past. But uh, something that like for me almost is a equates exactly like correlates exactly with that shit yeah. is when and I know that they're contractually obliged and it's probably not them it's like the platform or whatever that the you know governs like I think it's Tel- is it Telstra still the, or the NRL bring them back in like all the websites the clubs are all managed from you know the same thing I believe um, that is it was Telstra up, until, of- up to including last year I think they may have switched it this year though I thought but it was I- part of the uh, rights package yeah because Telstra yep. is you know, basically Foxtel. Yeah, yeah. And... I know they definitely were up to and including last year. I'm not sure if it's changed, but in any case, every team, you know, does the... Every team has these tweets, and, and it's I, like, afterwards, it's like, you know, who's your man in the match of that game? And I'm like, and all I wanted to tweet is like, fucking none of them, you stupid cunt. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, here's the whole... You know, check out the highlights from the round eight clash with fucking, you know, you... Do you there know what, were none, Do you, you know what cunt. I'd be fucking fascinated to know? What's that? Whether for that the website thing. Yep. Right? So all of the team's websites are done by... Yep. Whether it's a front-end, you know, Telstra subsidiary or whatever it is. Yep. I would love to know if they're paying the NRL for the priceless fucking data they're getting out of that. Yeah. Or whether they've used it as a sweetener to say, hey, we'll do this for you. Um, <laughs> out of the kindness of our and, own uh, hearts and, and if, only charge you 20% of what we and, charge and anyone if we're else. looking this way and we happen to see all of that demographic Jesus <laughs> tasty fuck. marketing well I mean all the membership stuff is centrally done now I believe mm. so that's fucking you know like each club each club on average has you know on average is between like 10 and 20,000 you know you got some outliers yeah. um, but you know let's say on average you're dealing with like 200,000 <laughs> minimum people there you know yeah yeah like so um <clears throat> yeah it's fucking crazy the amount of uh mm. how valuable well, i had this i got this survey today from hoyt's like you know give you free ticket filling this sort of stuff and like mm-hmm. fuck me they wanted to go deep so you know naturally i just gave them nothing <laughs> mm. <laughs> i gave them exactly what each question i'm like what do they want to hear they want me to say on this question which advertising, which advertisers I approve of? Yeah. I approve none of them. One, 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 one. <laughs> yeah. Give me your ticket. Get fucked. Um. Anyway, that was a long way around. So yeah, it's so much better not seeing not seeing their shit on the timeline because mm. it's like the players smiling after flogging. It's like I know that you could probably oblige to do it. There's sponsors and things like that that probably sponsor the little thing that you're doing and everything. Yep. I get, I get that, but it's just so fucking like stupid and uh, and it's it's so inappropriate <laughs> you know after, here's after the other thing lost. I will even go so far yeah is to say that I am absolutely fucking horrified by their support Cardinal Pell circles after the game have you seen oh, that this shit is, this is like so you're talking like the Polynesian generally like Polynesian players no I'm not singling them out because of their race it's because of their religion yeah but I mean they, t- they tend to they tend to be like like Christian Islander players. I am making no comment about the general demographic of people that seem to be drawn to pretend floating men in the sky, but both teams 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretend man in the sky people. Yeah. Get together and sit in a fucking circle. Yeah. And say, you know, please stop the gays and, you know, thanks for fucking, I don't know, who's a Christian rock band? Creed? Striper. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but... If, okay. What you're saying is the losing for the losing team players who are Christians should take their own one and like sacrifice a chicken or something because the gods displeased they've displeased their well, god and have fallen out of his favour. This, this is what I'm saying. So after Manly uh, Parramatta, yeah, right, the Uate Parte, yeah, was on a Uate bent knee, yeah, yeah, fucking sitting down with all of the Hillsong crew, yeah. How is he not wondering? Why his God hates him so much. Yeah, why, why, why have you forsaken me? I'll still give thanks anyway because of... Yeah. You know, and these Parramatta people, yeah. why are they all buddy-buddy with this guy? Because God obviously fucking hates him. Yeah. Like, you know, Israel Folau doesn't want to play with gays. No. But he'll fucking hug someone that God hates after a game. That's it. You know? Yeah. Where's your fucking pretend flying man logic, you stupid cunts? Okay. Now, I'd just like to say any any listeners to the show, please direct me to that stepday judge, stepday judge on Twitter. I'll fucking have that argument with any cunt any day of the week. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't, dis, I don't, I, I think everyone, everyone has the right to believe that stuff, but they also have the right to be questioned, oh, no, I'm questioned not, vigorously. Opposed. I'm not saying they shouldn't believe it. Yep. But why is it happening after a game? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And like some of those ones, I mean, you see ones like 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 uh, like uh, like like Kevin DeGarma and guys like you know guys like that, and we we get emails from you know various press releases from like the Fiji you know rugby yep. you know whatever, and you know Petro set up this one like this bid for the you know yeah. um, interest in New South Wales for like a Fiji. It's like Sivbro or something. He's come some company. He's got that's trying to get this Fiji team up and running in Reggie's, and um, but the Fiji like they like the Fiji rugby league like they were paid. The Fiji mm. players like they're yeah. Why is it? Why are they fucking praying? For give me, give me your money. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. You know, I'd I fucking believe in the god of Superman. Okay. And I would still be just as fucking angry if two players after a game fucking started, you know, opening comic books and Putting a fist shit like out that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, put a, put a cape on and play together. That'd be just as ridiculous and I would have just as much issue with it. Yeah. Two players from, like, a, a group of players from opposing... Opposing sides, teams? Coming, coming together, you know. That's it. thumb through, you know, action comics, whatever. One thousand. That was just the other week, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Was it a, was it a, was it a, like a, was it a culmination of, like, a big thing or was it just any other... Nah. It was just a regular... 80-page giant... Yeah, but it was like it was there's like some arc building no. where we just, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Because you'd think for an occasion like that—that's a fucking lot. Mm. You'd think they'd build up something like a, you know, Death of Superman esque thing where where the the ultimate climax is no, that we'll, one thousand. We'll, you know, we'll take it off air. Okay. And I'll explain to you why Marvel, you know, is the the Darius Boyd of entertainment. Darius Boyd ain't got no fucking all-time box office record with his fucking magnificent feature film that just came out last week that we won't talk about. So I'd hate to spoil for anyone. It's sensational. Um, Todd Carney apparently has uh, 
been training with the Cowboys, you know, with a with an eye to returning to the NRL, getting registered, blah blah, blah and that, mm-hmm. that was that was the pathway uh, for you know personal reasons, of which haven't been elaborated at this stage because it's still kind of fresh. He's uh, returned to, to Sydney. Uh, at the time, the scuttlebutt was that he was going to attempt to make his way back into the NRL via Newtown. However, they've gone nut. Mm. Not through us, fella. Mm. So now he's left in a, a, a limboish state where he, he's not playing anywhere. But uh, yeah, look, I'm. I was always oh, fuck dubious is the wrong word, but confused as to the North Queensland strategy. In terms of they've, you know, got JT in his last year. Yep. They've got Morgan, who is admittedly a representative player and will need replacing at some stage generally throughout the season, whether it's origin or, you know, a couple of injuries, whatever. But they've also got uh, Tamari Martin sitting there. Yep. Who is a more obvious selection if you're looking at, okay, this is the next gen, this is the future. Todd Carney's... What's he going to have in him? Two years? Oh, Maybe? I mean, like, aren't his hamstrings just destroyed and his knees and shit? Isn't he, like, like pretty much fucked? Yeah. That was the impression yeah. that I was, I was under at the moment. Look, I might be wrong. I don't remember him being, like, uber biscuity. Like, because yeah. he wasn't, you know, missing at the Sharks. He was fucking up, but... um, Yeah, I always found it odd that, okay, well... You know, what What are you doing? Maybe it was just that he, he liked that North Queensland area because that's where he did his find yourself the mission last time. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that was a move by his management to say that, okay, NRL, this worked for him last time and he did this and he came back through here and he's done it again and yeah. whatever. Um, I'm not sure how accurate it was all of a sudden just saying he's coming back through Newtown. I think this is one of those situations where people just say shit. You know, it's like yeah. when it's like when a coach gets fired, and all of a sudden you've got these people reporting that uh, the early front runners for the job. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. it is are just the NRL coaches who currently aren't coaching a team. It's not yep, based yep, on yep. anything firm. Yep. That that's just an educated guess on who's possibly available. So. Yep. Um. Yeah, the the other side of this story is I've, I really hope Todd Carney isn't tarred by this Matt Lodge thing. I think he's done a fucking decent job of tarring his own self. No, he certainly has. <laughs> but this this is this would be a massive misread by the NRL. Yeah. Because a little while ago, you remember Todd Carney, uh, sorry, uh, Todd Greenberg came out and said, "Well, you know, look, we're not going to rush Todd." Yeah. We've learned our lesson from the lodge thing. Yeah. That fucking grated on me because all that showed me was that he had no understanding of the public yeah, perception it? of yeah. lodge. Yeah. Because, you know, Carney's a dickhead. A yeah. fucking A-grade first-class dickhead yeah. with a history of dickheadedness. Yeah. But Matt Lodge is something all his own. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I just really hope that he doesn't fucking put his nuts in the bear trap of saying that it's, you know, oh, well, look, you know, Lodge and this and now Carney. Speaking of Lodge, um, though, fucking Gus Gould, mastermind, <laughs> using his media and club <laughs> conflicts of interest to his fucking benefit at all times. And um, 
say, like, Lodge is going to sign with Penrith, apparently, last year. Yep. And he said, no, what you need to do is you need to repay the faith the Broncos gave you and give him a year. So, basically, that year will be booing him, fucking, how dare you put this guy, everyone everyone ditch NRMA as an as a insurance provider, blah, 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 and then he'll fucking just sail next year, sail into Penrith, and not a word will be said. <laughs> We didn't bring him back. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, you know, I've, I've got my issues with Gus, but that's fucking hilarious. Yes. And, and smart. smart Look, in, in saying that, and I know what you're saying, it, it is hilarious. Yeah. Um, no matter what you think about Gus, he <clears throat> he gets very little credit for his open-mindedness in terms of what he does for players, for certain clubs, etc. Yeah. Like, you know, Luke Lewis. Before Luke Lewis went to the Sharks, you got to remember that was pre his um, tumor yep. episode. Yep. He was given the captaincy at Penrith, and he didn't handle it. Yep. Right? He went to Gus, talking about retirement, and Gus said, "It's not the right move for you. Yep. You just need to get out of here. Yep. You know. Now this is a guy that had won a premiership." Played for his state, played for his country. Yep. One of the fucking hardest men in the game, yep. and by all accounts, one of the blokes that everyone would love to play with. Yep. And Gus very openly said to him, "You need to go and play yep. somewhere else, and I'll facilitate anything yep. you need me to to do that." So, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, wasn't some big fucking master plan, and he's just actually said, "No, they've fucking done this for you. Yeah, you need to." I'm 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 going more towards master plan. Look, he gave you Lewis Brown out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, but there's some there's some there's also something going on with the Trent Barrett thing with like you know Gus is like leaking stuff through media. He's leaking a lot of stuff through his podcast and stuff like that for some for to to some end. And it's not and it's not uh, nice guy Gus. And there's some there's there's some play in there. I mean, I I haven't quite figured it out yet. And hasn't all because all the information hasn't really come out yet. But um, I was hoping it'd all come out you know in time for tonight, but it's uh, unfortunately not. But um, I just imagine, you know, Bill Kickow, Harawira Nara, and Jakey Turbo at lock. Yeah, well, oh. I don't see that happening. Well, yeah, at Manly, I suppose. But um, on that Bozo's gone, you know, the gentleman agreement. <laughs> yeah, that's off, true. I mean, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Harawira Nara can come over now. I mean, there's no, no skin off Bozo's <laughs> nose anymore. But um, it's interesting to see. I mean, I was, I was hoping that we'd have news tonight that Trent Barrett had quit. But uh, sadly, sadly, that hasn't come to pass, and apparently, like, oh, he, oh, he's not—he's not a quitter. But you know, something's going on. And there's a couple of coaches on the market that I think would be good for this time and place and space and everything like that. So, uh, yeah. hopefully, nice guy Trent can go. Let me ask you the obvious question then. Yes. So, as a as a fan of the club, right? Yes. Is anybody going to take that manly job? You know, is there a, is there manly's Nathan Brown? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I would assume that there's uh, there are people that are first grade coaches that want to that want to be f- that aren't working as first grade coaches at the moment that want to be first grade coaches. And uh, yeah, and at the end of the day, when you when you inherit when you inherit a situation that's all like that's all downside. I mean, if you if you turn it around, you're the fucking hero. And yeah. there are people who take who who take professional yeah. challenges like that. Oh, on, yeah, no, definitely. Like who who seek professional challenges like that out. So, uh, but the fact that you've got at least another two years before you can affect even any real change. 
Oh, it's only no, it's one one year. Oh, you'll be fucked for well, well after. No, that. no, but I mean, like you could they they can be buy players and everything, and obviously, the obviously the cap situation's fine because I mean, you know, apparently they were looking at signing, uh, making overtures at signing Hodkinson again this week, and uh, the Sharks were like, no, we're keeping him. But I mean, just the fact that they were doing that means that they've got the ability, you know what I mean? They've got the ability to do that. And so, and it's all clear to, you know, to be able to do that. They upgraded Suli today. So there's obviously, you know, some, you know, some room Fuck, to... Fuck, I forgot about room, that. That's fucking hilarious. Some room to, uh, to move. But, um... Manly were cucked by a kid that was too fat for the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Well, I guarantee they're not paying him fucking $3 million or whatever the fuck it was over four years. No. I guarantee you. But he cucked them. They put him on minimum wage. He was well, no, not even in their first grade on, squad. They put him on like a kid's contract. Yeah. Like a development contract. And he's just said, I'm, I'm not playing unless you pay me. You understand that, you know, to, to play in the NRL. I mean, he had he had active, he had had clauses in his contract. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what you call it. That's the, the kind of, you know, the law. Yeah. I mean, they had to actually act upon that if they did, if they promoted it. I mean... If that was a Penrith, he comes out and he plays for the love of the club. Oh, bullshit. bullshit. That was any other club. Bullshit. He comes out and plays. I'd be very interested to hear for the what the jersey. I'd be very interested to hear what the fucking what the the financial details are though. But I guarantee you, it's nothing like seven hundred thousand dollars or something <laughs> no. like that. He'd be he'd be lucky. He'd be he'd be getting like he'd be lucky to get two hundred. Mm. I reckon, which means it's a fantastic a fantastic win for us because we we got him at a fucking which, you know, a quarter of the price. Know, but the little law. This is again just the NRL being absolutely fucking toothless, and I'm not having a crack at Manly here specifically. You know, let's let's say that the manly salary cap dodginess was the fault of nobody that's currently at the club. They they were given yeah. a fucking punishment. Yeah. Now, this is a contact sport, mm. and now they're getting all these fucking exceptions Yeah, well, we don't know to what, bring someone yeah, in. Yeah, but we don't know what exceptions they're, they're, they're getting. You know, it doesn't actually come out what, what they've been allowed to do. We don't actually... We don't know what except, you know... I mean, yeah. and like it, and it's it's hardly the first time. It's not even the fucking fifth time that a team has been yeah, no, playing yeah, from. That's what I'm saying. I, I, this is so nothing straight so against so Manly. So if they're here. doing it and they're operating within the salary cap to do it, because they're operating within the salary cap this year. Mm. So if they if they if they have to bring someone up, which has happened to many clubs on many occasions. Yeah, but if this contract puts them over, there's no way they could do that. There's no way they could do that. Mm. You think the the NRL. I think they're fucking lucky that they that they're even getting like the same courtesy that other clubs get in bringing players from outside the thirty due to you know rampant injuries and shit. Mm. Because believe me, there's a fucking agenda, an anti-manly agenda at NRL HQ, <laughs> and at Greenberg would <laughs> fucking love nothing more than to say no. But seems, I, seems to be an anti-manly agenda at fucking Cuckvale Oval too. But you know, well, you know, I even saw this. I was, see, I saw Brent Reed, uh, the journalist, was down there tonight. He said, actually, the surface is fine. Because service is fine. I mean, we, we may as well talk, we can talk about that now. I mean, at the end of the day, these these are ACLs that have happened this year, and there's been fucking double that amount of ACLs happened across the league this year. Yeah. Um, at, at other grounds, the fact is, it's it's not like we're not talking about like I, when I was trying to think of examples of of um of the, the the bad kind of ACL injuries or the ones that are like the the, the senseless fucking murderous ACL injuries, yeah. the snipers. Yeah. I think of Tedesco and, and Molson. Yep. The ones where they're just like, they'll catch a ball on the fucking last tackle, they'll kick it downfield, they're the fullback, and they'll just scoop around, pick it up, run back, and halfway before they get to the line, they just go, Caw! Yeah. and they're done. 
none of them were like that. I mean, the, there were two in the Canberra game, and they came from exactly the same situation where Canberra players landed on their leg and rolled backwards and like sort of and rolled and twisted them over their body. And that's got nothing to do with the surface at all. That's got to do with just being fucking yes, it does. tackled the sur- by cheating cunts. The surface is that fucking bad that when Canberra are on the ground. Dirt's collapsing under one shoulder, forcing them to spin. Do you, do you, do you understand? If the dirt was collapsing, it actually would allow their leg to pivot with the motion and they wouldn't actually no, I'm saying, tear so any ligaments? Cronulla's on the ground, holding the, uh, Canberra's on the ground holding their leg. If dirt collapses under their left shoulder, their whole body goes that way <laughs> and the momentum of their right shoulder <laughs> flips them over. Yeah, it's... Uh, but you know what? Anything, Science. Anything they can use, anything that the, the club can use to, um, you know, tell the the Warringah Shire Council and everyone to, to go fuck themselves the better. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, I mean, it's just there. It's a shit situation just with the situation of like the the council owning the ground and the council being you know lazy cunts and just trying to harvest you know a good chunk of change for the use of the grounds. And hmm. but um, look, the, we'll the, see what happens in the rugby union. Cause I, mean, I think fucking um, I think the Waratahs are playing a game against some cunts there this weekend. Something? The other sad reality is, at some stage, that land is going to be too valuable. I dare say it's fucking already for it to. It, yeah, it's probably if they get if they get if they get forty five grand ten times a year. Let's say, for argument's sake, that's yeah. what it is. They have to spend a certain. I mean, that would there'll be a tremendous amount of upkeep, upkeep, and, upkeep and, yeah. and like like yeah, landscaping or whatever that you know, and, and you know, just general fucking stuff that mm-hmm. goes into running a large chunk of land, like you know, a facility like that yep. that handles you know thousands of people every other week. Yeah, there's. Got, I mean, let's, what's the pro, you know the profit on that is still probably decent. Um, so yeah, honestly, but but having said that, that yeah. land. Is a fucking chunk of prime land in oh, yeah. one of the most expensive places in yeah. one of the most expensive cities. Yep. Like it's it would be yeah. yeah. And look, here's the thing. Yeah, they, the council would be getting all sorts of grants from both state and federal government. Yeah, wouldn't be costing them anything. Let's face it. You know, like out of pocket to to run yeah, things. I but, mean, there'd be yeah. But at some stage, there's gonna I don't know how cl- how close council elections get in Manly. Um, at yeah, some stage, problem, someone's going to need to spend the, some yeah, money. The problem is not fucking close enough, yeah. and that's and that's not just council thing. That's like we're talking about like you know every fucking level of government. Oh yeah, is never close enough. Well, it's Tony so, Abbott's backyard. Yeah, exactly. It's Tony Abbott's backyard, and they're a bunch of liberal. Bo- well, I'm not going to say liberal voting cunts, but um, you know, it's a very fucking safe seat for people who aren't doing do a goddamn fucking thing. <laughs> If it were if it were a more competitive if it were a more competitive environment there, maybe they need, um, maybe they need prayer circles. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> they do. But I imagine they're the ones voting for Tony Abbott anyway. So <laughs> um, this ruins him thing. Mm. So the the story the story is uh, that she she was booked to to um, be a Dalian judge for the Manly Parramatta game the other week. And uh, at the same time, or or you know, at least for part of it, um, she was she had to play for Cronulla, I think, is the team she plays for in the the, the women's competition. Yes. Um, and so she's awarding daily endpoints for the game, which she didn't watch live. Now she the, she was supposed to have that's the the game's supposed to be watched live, and the points submitted. For starters, like how this blew up in the first place, I haven't. Someone's gone. Hmm. Huh, she's you know, like someone's actually gone gone in and done the fucking math and going hang on a minute it, I'd say first thing they're going who were the Dally, what were the Jally M points of a judge for that game really what well, fuck did that why, why does fucking Coruscant get a point he was fucking he was fucked 
I'd go a step further, yeah. and I'd say the person was looking at the odds for Dellium at the end of the year, <laughs> and then said, I shall do some research. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's coming, and then she's, um, she's, she's been, uh, I think, on the front foot very much and just said look you know this is the situation that happened shouldn't have happened like that i understand it should be done this way so therefore i'm going to remove myself from from this to you know to protect the integrity of the the process blah 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 and uh, the nrl will come out and said okay and on our part then we will also get a, another independent person to go and revisit that game and uh, redo the point you know the points that she did for that game to you know once again you know okay so here's the, the thing. thing if the issue is that she didn't watch it live mm-hmm. right I know that that's an honourable thing she's done, but how does the fuck does her not? Do they go and get someone that did watch it live and say, "Please, I think they, cast they, your they, mind they're back. going to get another another person who is a who is a, a judge to to revisit the game like now, like after that point. So it's like, not okay yeah. that she watches it on replay after playing, yeah. Yeah. but it's okay that she's no longer doing it and somebody else yeah. is watching it yeah. on replay and doing it. Look, at the end of the day. I don't think it really has a lot to do with who who's right and who's wrong. I think it has to do with that this thing is blown up and be, and given the perception of you know some sort of improprietary. So therefore, they have to try and step in and and create a perception that it is all now above board. What the Dally M's being a less than fucking squeaky clean a less process, than, a less than scientific <laughs> mathematical process. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Can you imagine? And look, fucking. I don't want to turn this into fucking this week in politics, but can you imagine if, you know, the, in the election, you're sitting down, you fucking whack on the ABC, and there's some cunt there from 10 years ago that you remember, and you're, oh yeah, he's fucking wrinkled now, look at that shit, and he's telling you about this, and the fucking mate from the other party's over there talking about this. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we've counted 70% of the votes and these are the seats and this is who's won his and this is how we predict the swing and this, this, this. Um, but we're actually not going to tell you anything more and then tomorrow we're going to tell you who the Prime Minister is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> In, uh, anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, it... I, I think the... And I, I tried to drill this issue down. I've, I've got no problems... With, with Ron Sims being a judge, I think that's an excellent initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sad that she didn't play for Cronulla early enough, because surely they would have found a way to name her in their team of the century. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I guess at the base level, it reeks of this unprofessionalism and lack of attention to detail. Yep. You know, um, you would think that they know who the judges are going to be. Put it this way, it wasn't a fucking impromptu pick-up match between Cronulla and Heber they fucking exactly. played that day. They knew with some level of advance notice, like she's, be, it, be it more than a week. She's not there with Women's Rugby League Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to shark some motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, there you go. So the the Dally M's taken away from a fucking media outlet to give it more credibility. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now it's um yeah, the light's been shone upon yeah. the lack of credibility. You, and, you, you um, can uh, you can stick an umbrella in your turd, but it's not a margarita. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to 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 more to, to quote from the yeah you know, the film that you just referenced. I mean, you know, was it? You can stick a you can you can stick a dog in the oven, but it doesn't make it a biscuit. <laughs> What movie is that? Well, you know, like McCann Jump, what you talk about. Oh, fuck, that's yeah. right. Oh, <laughs> that's what you're just talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Because they like, yeah, like, ruined Sims can't judge. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I forgot about that quote. Hall of Fame. Mm. This one was was close to the release of the last episode, so I almost yeah. forgot about it. So I just looked it up then. But a shortlist for 25, um, 25 contenders has been... Um, has been named, mm-hmm. and uh, these these are all you know decent names. I mean, there's and they come from various fields, such as you know administrators, you know, players, administrators, media you know, mm-hmm. historians, and so forth. And and uh, well, and these players. So that's that's a panel that's going to actually select the winners from these, and um, up to two new models announced after the Hall of Fame finals are unveiled. So. You've got to be a Hall of Fame member and retired for at least five years to be eligible to be considered for immortal status, which is, you know, that was a given. That was never, you know, it was, it was never going to be any other way, really, no. for the immortal thing, because that's going to be still you know, held as a separate thing. So, okay, so, the list. Bob Lindner, Cliff Lyons, Craig Young, Danny Baderis, Dennis Flannery, Owen Walters, Gordon Tallis, Greg Alexander, Ian Moir, uh, Jack Bluey Watkins, Kevy Walters, Mark Graham, Michael O'Connor, Paul Harrigan, Pete Diamond, Petro Simonaceva, Ricky Stewart, Rod Reddy, Ron Lynch, Roycey Simmons, Ruben Wiki, Stacey Jones, Steve Menzies, Steve Renoff, and Wally O'Connell. Mm. So I've got a spread there across eras and so forth. Uh, I'm not sure who the 25 panel would be, but it seems like if they're saying there's going to be historians and all this, like it, it seems like they're going to get a, a reasonable spread, I think. Um, especially good that they've got these historians in there as well, and I wonder if it's going to be like a each person puts in their, you know, their they rank twenty five or whatever, and then it becomes like a cumulative, like yeah. whatever the top, you know, top ten, you know, are out of that or whatever, or top five. Was it ten or five? I forgot. Ten. Yep. Um. So yeah, I I, I wonder. Um, so no, six players. Six. Yeah. Okay. Will be formally. Yeah. And then, Inducted. yeah, okay. So, from so obviously, well, this thing is like, fuck, man, it's hard to. You can make arguments for everyone on the list, yeah, for various reasons, yeah. and a lot of them are like you know really different reasons as well. I yep. mean, because you've got guys like you know you've got some some Kiwis that were god gods of their countries, and uh, and real shining lights in in the you know in the Warriors side through you know the early years and the bad years and that sort of thing. Yep. I mean, you've got fucking gods that played millions of games and scored a million tries like Beave. Um, Bob Linder probably played better for Queensland than he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was one of those guys. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. It's tough. Now, here's the thing. Yep. I I would look at, and this is fucking rough here. Yep. But you look at somebody like Brandy Alexander. Yes. And you look at him excelling in his career. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of his career, he's playing against, you know, fuck, did he cop the, the end of Sterlo? Yeah, he would have. Um, yeah, he had to, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, the end of Sterlo. The end of Sterlo. Yep. You know, prime Ricky Stewart. Yep. Right up to the end of his career. He was playing against Joey. Yep. 
so you, you look at the, the span of that, and there's a couple of players on that list that people say, you know, you, you hear players talk about who are the hardest players they had to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandy comes up on that. Cliffy comes up on that. Gordon Tallis, as much as I hate to admit it, comes up on that. I, I think that should be the man. It's just it's Mark. It's yeah. It's just it's fucking tough, isn't it? Mm. Like yeah. I mean, Fuck Stacey Jones. You know what, what's rugby league in New Zealand? Yeah. Without him. Then you got Paul. Then you got Paul Harrigan. Like all the off fields. Like how like how Newcastle were were set to sign with Super League, and he fucking bundled the entire club into a fucking bus and drove them down the fucking <laughs> Phillip Street, <laughs> and, and and forced yeah. them to sign with the ARL at gunpoint. <laughs> I mean, shit like that is like it, it has it has some like level of god status attached. To it. Look, yeah, I mean, I think that there's some players that have some uh, supreme longevity on that list, uh, namely, and both who, who wrapped up, I think, 2008, like yeah. they both wrapped up the same year in Menzies and Ruben Wiki. I think it would be you know, great to go in there. Um, yep. And like Ruben Wiki, fuck man, prime, prime green yeah. machine on the wing. Yep. <laughs> Finished, finished. Yeah. You know, in in the final, in the second week of the finals uh, against Manly in two thousand and eight, mm. as a front rower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carver advocate. You know, again, you, he's coaching a side, and and that's what he, he'll be remembered for, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But if I can go back and watch some old footage of Ricky Stewart. I mean, well, he's undeniable as as a, as a player, and, and uh, the thing that I really wonder about is what happens to the guys that don't get in are they eligible next time or is that is is that their shot because honestly what did you say there were six guys six I think it would be a tragedy to not see guys like you know there's there's far more than six on that list (laughs) that you'd want that that would you know deserve to be there and uh, and so on so yeah yeah. you know again you look at someone someone like Royce Yep, it, he's never never going to be a superstar. He's never going to be. I feel like he run, yeah. he 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 got every drop out of that orange that he that that was in there. Oh you know shit, I mean? yeah, like one hundred percent. I mean, he might not have been the fucking <laughs> the best orange, the juiciest orange in the world, but that motherfucker got every drop out. Fuck Especially yeah. when you look at some real waste of space yeah. now. Yeah, that are coasting on half. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're not going to remember Josh Dugan the same way. Yeah, no. Um, but, you know, and, and again, half these blokes played when they still had full-time jobs. Yep. Well, this is the yeah. thing. I mean, how eligible is Cliffy Lyons? Because I, mean, I mean, he's still fucking playing somewhere. <laughs> and smoking durries at half time. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Look, you know, you, it'll be an honour for whoever gets in there. Yep. Um, fuck, there's going to be some guys that are hard, you know, hardly done by. Yep. Yeah, and I hope they get a couple of the old buggers in there too, because um, their names are less likely to come back around. Yeah, that's it. But this, yeah, why did they do that though? Why didn't they say that? Okay, well, this is the we're doing this induction thing. We're not going to talk about fucking anyone, and we're not going to do six players from every year retrospectively. But perhaps we could do six from a decade. Yeah, going back each that's decade it. or something like that. And you'd wipe out you'd wipe out some names off that list straight away. Yep. And then, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Yep. 
Anyway, look, again, it's it, it's a fucking honour for those, and it's good we're, we're recognising. And, uh, yeah, and, um, yeah, I'm very looking, very much looking forward to who they select, and I wonder if there's going to be some rationale behind it. How, how was the rattling the down? Where was the rattling down to the last 25 done? Was that all internal? I guess. I, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know where that list came from. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally, uh, it's gone way over on the whole news thing, but fuck it. Chats are good. Um, thoughts and prayers to Dylan Edwards. Tim Brown, Tony Williams, who had their seasons ended. And uh, mostly Tim Brown and Tony Williams, because I think it's probably careers ended. Yeah. Oh, Brown's retired. I mean, what was that? What happened to him in Reggie's the other... I saw I, I saw photographs of him leaving the field. For, he had like something like he's fucked his organs up, like his his stomach, or his kidneys, or his yeah. fucking. Now look, what happened to him? I'm going to put this out here. Yep. There's myself and a couple other Penrith people that are in a messaging group. Yep. On the socials, circle jerk as they call them. And the name of that DM for the last six months. Okay. Was brown out. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> only because, and you know, and I'm sure he's a lovely man, and it's fucking horrible what's happened he to him. He wasn't darkening the fucking hallways of your first grade side last year. He fucking was. Yeah, last year he played like 19 yeah. games, but I mean, he's, and this, so this year he never looked like he was. Like I think his his ticket had been punched. It's, it's kind. It's kind of like herpes. You can treat it. Well, like malaria, you think it's, it's going to come back? You think, you, yeah, you, there's a fear. You never know. <laughs> One day, you can't live your life, you know, carefree, footloose and fancy free, because you never know if it's like going you, to come back and get you. You unzip to check your team list. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's there. Uh. <laughs> um, and Brown had his bowel exploded in a tackle. That sounds like a tremendous hit. <laughs> Yeah. The fucking, so, like the PSI <laughs> that would take. Yeah, I, th- I think it's all angles and geometry. But, um. Yeah, I, I suppose, but fucking, that sounds fucking disgustingly terrible. But the point of the story is. Yeah, you're happy he's gone. No, we obviously have magical powers. Yeah, but your magical powers have come at a, have, have come at a cost. It's like Full Metal Alchemist. Every. <laughs> Every, every, like, what's that fucking thing that started every episode of Full well, Metal About, like, every, yeah, there has to be an equal exchange. Again. So Dylan, Ed, so Dylan Edwards has, has had to be exchanged. But th- this is the thing. I, I wanted to name the group after that. Yeah. Die Woods. Yeah. Okay. But I was convinced that was too evil. Yeah. So. So. Um, yeah, look, yeah, it's fucking horrible. So, um, as good as Dylan Edwards is, as bad as Tim Brown was, we had an equal exchange. And you've got what you wanted. We have the you callous fuckers who wished who wished the end of Tim Brown's career. You've got what you wanted. No, we wanted him out of the team. But there's been a cost. <laughs> Not really, if you consider that we have the primo Watani Zelezniak. I think we've established that that's not the case. He plays for the West Tigers, I believe. Not anymore. He doesn't. <laughs> he plays for the Tigers or the West. He plays for fucking no one. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he plays for he plays for. No, he's injured. Oh, yeah, I was, I was, oh, that's right. I thought, no, was it a real injury though? I yeah. thought that was. I thought it was like a one well, of those injuries you get when, like, you know, you an eye injury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an eye. Yeah, an eye injury. Um, no. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So that's that, fuck. There's a lot of players that have had some, some very serious injuries. And uh, Tony Williams. I mean, I mentioned him because um, 
Oh, he's he's what? How old is he now? 30, 31? Mm-hmm. ACL gone for the year. Probably, you know, I don't want to say he's fortunate to be getting a run, but I mean, you know, you'd you'd have to imagine that he's going to come back next year, mm. and there's not going to be too many takers, no, out there looking for his signature. So, um, yeah, which is a shame. That's like we, you know, we're saying like you know, Royce, you got every fucking last drop out. Mm. There's a guy that's that's eighty percent in the yeah. tank. Fucking there you go. Talk about unrealised potential. There, there's the challenge for the listeners for next week. All right. Tell me if we've done this before because I have a fucking shocking right. memory. But I've got, I've got a worse memory. Board. Tweet us or email us your team of the greatest things who never were. Yeah, look, we've probably done something like that before, but I mean, I'm happy to do it again because we've got a lot of new listeners on board yeah. that haven't been around. So your your team, make up a team in yep. position as best you can. No, you must, you must adhere to strict positioning. It's just too easy. It's too, it's too easy just to well, no, like, finesse sa- people. You know, I'm saying, if if you've got three fullbacks, you can put one of them on a wing. Yeah. Let's go real world rules. Look, here. look, Tony Williams, I mean, obviously he's a, he's a first 13 for every side. Yeah. If you don't put him, you're fucking kidding yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, so. he, and he has the ability. I mean, you can put him on the wing. You can put him in, you can put him in second row. You can put him... In five eighth because he won. That's where he, he won, played. Yeah, he won the Q Cup Grand Final yeah. with the Sunshine Coast Sea Eagles That's playing goal kicking five eighth. Yeah, with uh, with his halves partner Trent Hodkinson. Fucking back hell. in two thousand and eight or nine, I Jesus believe. Jesus Christ. Eight. Um, eight. No, nine. Yeah. There you go. Ten. One of those years. Tweet it. Facebook. Email. Whatever. Yep. Send it in. Nice. We need to power through the recaps because uh, we we were we were going to try and have a have a quickish episode tonight and um yeah we talked for a long time on stuff before we got to the recaps. Uh, first Anzac Day clash, uh, the Dragons defeated the Roosters twenty four to eight. Uh, good crowd there for the big day forty one thousand one hundred and forty two, uh, and Dragons twenty four came from tries to uh, double to Nana McDonald, Ben Hunt, Tarek Sims also with tries. Whip four or five conversions. The Roosters eight came from a uh, try to Latrell, a goal to Latrell, and a uh, conversion to Latrell. So the same as the week previous. Yep, Latrell's basically carrying that fucking shit show. Mm. Um, you know the the Dragons are obviously ticking along nicely. They're they're in the position they are on the ladder for a reason. Bounce back well. Yep. After after suffering a demoralising and, and nay embarrassing loss to mm. the to the Warriors, week mm. four. Um, I just think they did a really good job here of never never letting the Roosters get into the game. Yep. You know, as so there was a period where they were threatening it. Yeah. Uh, after the second half, after half yep. time there, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of Roosters would you know they would they would tell you that a a decision for Nene's second try, I believe it was. Yeah, might have been, uh, might have, might have cost them the game, even. Okay. Look, it um, was not a try. However, it's been a long time since I've been at school. Yeah, but, but twenty-four yeah, six, minus six doesn't equal seven. No, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm. this is this is how, you know, how the how the rest fault thing ticks, doesn't it? But yes. uh, like you know, on, that was probably the most controversial thing in the in the entire game. Yeah, and. Look, the referee sent it up as a, the the it's just it's a problem with the system where they send it up and the other guys can't figure. Yeah, you know, the argument then becomes well, surely they 
you know, the 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 bunker could see that he sort of gone from one hand to the other hand and not really had it. But Oh yeah, when he's put it down and there was yeah. separation and, and it's gone like his left hand to or sorry, his right hand to his left hand or whatever. No, isn't the one you're talking about where he where he jumped and he was trying to palm it one handed and it looked like he dropped it? I thought didn't it, I thought he like crossed like crossed hands and no, it that, like he juggled was, juggled it and then that was the other one where oh, okay. he did transfer possession yeah and he retained possession yeah I I'm gonna be on crack here but yeah yeah oh look I, I had this fucking shocking thought watching that game yeah I don't know if anyone else has ever had it why the fuck don't we have touch judges in the in goal all the time because Good. the touch judges are looking to see if a ball is grounded. And by the fucking definition of where they have to stand on the other side of the touchline, mm-hmm. you know, unless a player runs into the end goal, turns around to face the touch judge, and then grounds the ball, and then gets three more players to circle and sit, yeah. put a, a semicircle around so that, to conceal, so that his... no bodies are between the ball and where yeah. the touch judge is. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, they probably um, feel they don't need to just on account of the. Yeah, yeah you know, at full speed though. It looks a certain way, and it goes up as a certain call. Mm. Then you look at it on slow motion, you're like, "Oh my god, that looks fucking terrible." Mm. I think there's a f- no there's balls in the bunker though to to to, to put themselves on the line to yeah. go. Oh, we feel that it is significantly less a try than you know, so, you know, so much. There so is not conclusive we feel evidence we, to overturn. Well, well, we're saying that you know, that, yeah. Well, I, mm. I will say, I'll put myself on the line and say that. It is so conclusively not a try that I am prepared to overturn the decision that was yeah. it was it was set up. Yeah. You know, and that's a problem. and there's an unwillingness in the bunker to do that. And it, you know, you, you can get as minute, and I've seen a couple of Dragons fans do this as well. Okay, yeah, okay. Even if it looks like he's lost contact with that finger, they can't see that his thumb's not on the back of the ball, yeah. which is fucking pedantic. But to the letter of the law, if they can't see that, yeah. there is insufficient evidence to. Yeah. This one here doesn't it, annoy me as much as the other ones that you see every week in every game and doesn't really seem to get as much scrutiny. The old classic where there's like a, a clump of four players and the crash is over and the ref sends it up as a try. Yeah. And you're like, there's literally not a fucking angle on earth. Even if you had a fucking transparent, you're playing on Perspex yeah. and you had cameras underneath that you could rove underneath. Yeah. Like, there's literally not an angle where you could ever know for, for like certain. You, yeah, you need, like, GP, military-grade GPS technology to gauge yeah. the fucking height of the ball. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. Yeah, no. And, um... And yeah, yeah, that one annoys me more because the referee sends that up because he, what he's saying is, I haven't got the balls to call it a try, but I'm going to make these cunts say, you know, come, you know, send it back as a try because I'm not giving them a chance to, to say, you know, to say it's not. Look, in, in their defence, I think they are just going up there to go. Look, I... I think it is but just see if you can see mm-hmm. you know was there anything in the lead up was there this yeah. was there that but yeah um, now good win by the Dragons oh, Roosters just you know they need to get back to some simple shit some that's really right. simple, simple shit, shit this week so they've got a good chance to fucking yes uh, they certainly do turn, they've got a good chance to turn it around and um, I mean honestly if you we'll get to that <laughs> but <laughs> if you if you're last man standing <laughs> selection this week is not the Sydney Roosters and you don't fucking double down on 13 plus at the TAP <laughs> um, do you hate fucking money <laughs> honestly do you um, 
We're going to tweets with Basu these, hey? Yep. Uh, LV05 said, uh, Fair Dinkum, Blake, Mer- Blake Ferguson has definitely taken SKD's mantle as the biggest rocks and diamonds merchant in the NRL. Way more rocks than diamonds, though. Hashtag dick fingers. Mm. Look, I don't think he's... You know, this is this has been the case for... Ever? Or for at least, like, for his entire tenure at East? Look, with full disclaimer that he is a fucking piece of shit, he was probably... Dick fingers is like, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he thinks so. Yeah. Um, he was probably the standout in the Roosters up until this game. Yeah. If you look at them across the season. Yeah, well, mm, I don't know. I, I would say Latrell, really. But, um, yeah, no, but he hasn't been like a, mm. a Rocks player this year mm. as a whole. Yeah. But um, it still amazes me. The Roosters, the Roosters fans will still get behind that dude. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ma underscore Aaron. It must be so strange for James Graham to play for a stable club with a winning culture. Yes, must yeah, be. I mean, what's what's going to happen if they get to the grand final? Is the is the the lifelong, you know, culmination or accumulation of of negative anti grand final winning powers <laughs> form like Voltron with Ben Hunt's fucking almost <laughs> godlike grand final botching abilities. <laughs> So they combine and just turn into this like fucking yeah that so forty ben, nil loss to the dragons or what ben, ben hunt's gonna fucking catch a kickoff yep and he actually looks like he's gonna catch it so james graham doesn't know what he's doing he's trying to stop his body runs towards ben hunt and bites his ear so he drops the ball that would be the fucking greatest grand final ever <laughs> okay where are we chat G-E-O-R-H-I. Uh, fuck me, I love beating the Roosters. The team with the most punchable faces. I'm looking at you, Latrell Napper. Look, I mean, they've got they've got Ferguson. That's a that's a big start. But you know, the Storm have got a lot of punchable faces too. We've had we've we've talked about the most punchable individuals. I mean, if you want to if you want to get back to us with the the, the cumulative most punchable yeah. faces in a team, I'd, look, I between it would be between East and the Storm for me, just off the top of my head. You know, probably Canberra. I think Canberra might have some punchable faces mm. in there too. But, yeah, Whiten's uh, fucking punchable. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and like you know, and BJ, like even even Rapper, he's he's got some. He's just got like that little douche fairy bag, fucking you know, yeah. Jersey Shore douchebag face too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Alpha Ben RL, fuck me, the dross of it all. Roosters were killed apart from a fifteen minute period after half time. Cronk was terrible. Would have been Hunt killing it. Um, I'm not sure. Social Cronk's been terrible. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, it looked like it was sort of coming together, and they were, and they were sort of getting in the flow with each other. But that's dropped away massively the last two yeah. weeks. So yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just not it's just not happening yet. And I mean, it's only yeah, you know, it's just two months in with completely well, yeah. not completely new, but you know, largely new spine and you know, critically new spine. But I mean, they they bought in some pretty fucking fair players too to fill those spots that they changed. Yeah, exactly. That's the on Croc. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, friend, fucking that dude is, could be one of the biggest drop-offs over a season or two. That I've seen. Yeah, and and this is what I'm saying. You know, yeah, sure, Cronk's not Melbourne Cronk. Yeah, but Melbourne Cronk was used to playing with Cameron Smith for fucking a thousand years. Yeah, you know it. Like their their cycles had fucking synced. Yeah. So. Yeah. And what are you saying now? Now they're all just they're all just, just, they're all just bleeding whenever they feel like it. It'd be, it'd be like giving fucking Lewis Hamilton a Datsun and going just go race the other cunts. 
Hammers. Roosters just lost their grand final, indeed. Yeah. And uh, Ryan F underscore the underscore best. This is a new a new player has entered the game. Roosters got absolutely fucked by the refs, who were easily the better side, and bad refing led to 18 fucking points. They will end up being wooden spooners. <laughs> Hashtag cheating cunts. Hashtag dragons equal garbage. <laughs> Oh. Welcome, Ryan. <laughs> You'll fit right in. You're balanced. You're, you're balanced and accurate views are uh, very reflective of the general listenership and uh, hosting of the show. Uh, the Storm fifty defeat the Warriors ten down at uh, the Korean Housewife twenty five thousand plus in attendance. The Storm fifty a double to Jacks Hoffman Welch Slater Young Tonomapia and a double to the Fox. Uh, with a try scored, Cameron Smith eight out of eight conversions and a penalty goal. The Warriors ten a double to Stua and um, Mason Lenor one of two conversions. Yes, it appears that the Storm have finally figured out how to play within these new rules <laughs> and how to play. Uh, how, they've, they've officially moved on from the Cooper Cronk era, <laughs> and uh, well, the Riley Jacks era is. <laughs> Look, they've been humming along pretty well since he came in a couple of weeks ago. Yep. But this was this was a, a culmination of the of all of that, and um, fuck, they. Mm. I felt sorry for the Warriors because they've they've looked good and they've played hard and they've and they've hung in there all season and really looked like they deserved the you know the wins and the and the the position on the on the table derived from yeah. those wins, but this was the Warriors of old. The w- very worst of the Warriors of all. Yeah. The very worst of it. And I just got... I hope it doesn't kill them off. No, completely. look, and, and it's it's fucking horrid for them that this game cost them Isaac Luke. Mm-hmm. And he, well, he's gone for like a month or something. Yeah. And he's um, been playing, you know, it's, he's been in contract year form. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it, it's fairly apparent, though, that that he was the catalyst or, or a major part of the catalyst mm-hmm. in terms of that side and their attitude on the yep. field because they did look a little bit lost, especially in defence, because that, that yep. was the thing that surprised me the most with the Warriors' season, their, their newfound fucking toughness. Yep. This Melbourne side, though, the, the first couple of times I saw it, I, I thought it was, okay, some off-the-cuff stuff, and they'd, you know... Um, Ended up scoring some points, but this play now, where if you've got somebody out wide who's in open space, yep, they are preferencing a kick over a pass in these situations, and I'm starting to think that this is something they're actually training for and it's actually their game and assessing. Um, you know, has Bellamy established that? If there's a break made, you generally have one, maybe two people chasing. Yep. You know? So, no one from the other side of the field yep. chases up to protect the kick. Yep. No one does it. So, if yep. we can do that every time and we can have two people chasing through far away from the fucking chases of the ball runner. Then it's a saloon passage you know, ride. Yeah. It's, We've um, got to regather that first one and then, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, just, you know, you, Josh Adokar, a completely different shape and style of player, but he's he's becoming the, the semi-radra. I mean, that that guy can give away a certain amount of metres head start to anybody in a competition. Yeah. Or to most, you know, 90% of the people, 99% of the people in the competition, yeah. and actually run them down. So, I mean, kicking for him, as long as you get it far enough away from the other one to give him enough of a head start, yep. 
though to give him you know enough enough yeah. chance to get to, to to haul the guy in and get past him. Yeah. Oh, it's you know. But but this this is where Bellum has excelled previously. He's found he's just found another way for teams to be uncertain. Mm-hmm. You know, for all all of a sudden this new thing of a fullback being up in the line. Yep. You know. Forget that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just can't do it against yeah. Melbourne anymore. Yep. No. It. You got to look at at teams with other players with just blinding speed. Like, why hasn't this been a fucking Brisbane option yep. since they bought in in Roberts? Why didn't anyone else that ever had James Roberts in their team use that tactic? Yeah, it's so. true. Could it be scary. That, could it be that his speed's been overstated? Not I. Not you know. It's not, not me saying that. I'm just saying. Oh, he's look. He's quicksilver. He's no flash. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's Superman. He's pretty fast. Yeah. Is he fast and flash? No, no, it's fucking Superman. <laughs> Compare fucking people to Superman. <laughs> Put a fucking Super G hat on you. <laughs> That's my religion. <laughs> <sighs> Alpha Ben RL. Jesus, what was more amazing? The Fox's one man trial, the commentators ticking Metropolis is in the Avengers. I did not catch that. I was probably watching the game with no volume. Yeah, no, as often is the case because I yeah. cannot fucking stand no. nearly almost every commentator in the game at the moment. Um, D. Matea. Fuck. Short turnaround, travelling and mounting injuries finally caught up with us. Melbourne in Melbourne is still a thing. Full stiletto in my jab eye first half. Just a tip in the second. Could use a few fucking Senzo beans about now. Hashtag Krill and hurry up. Hashtag DBZ Warriors. Hashtag Adokar is fast. That's the worst fucking hashtag we've heard. Saint underscore Lando. That's great. The Warriors played their grand final last week when the Dragons were looking at their most prestigious competition game on the calendar. So, and, uh, oh, fucking, oh, Egg Council's changed his handle. I only just noticed it. Under, U-N-D-A, underscore, S-C-O-R-3. That's fantastic. Well, it's much, it's much better than that 7878 shit. I would like to bid farewell to all New Zealand listeners for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bro wagon's a lot lighter now. I mean, I think you'd be able to get some more, better seats at Mount Smart this week, guys. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, the Broncos, 24 to feed the Rabbits, 20. Um, crowd of just over 11,000 in attendance at ANZ there. The uh, Broncos had tries to Boyd, Nicarima, Oates and Roberts. Uh, Isako, four of four conversions. The Rabbitohs, 20, came from tries to Walker, Johnston and Sutton. Three of three conversions and a penalty goal to Reynolds. The blooding of Payne Haas. It was the story. It was the big story leading up to the game. Yes. Could he? Would he? Was he? <laughs> he is. And then he did. <laughs> and oh, the amount of newspaper or fucking internet text fucking ejaculate that was expended on that guy. Oh, God. Um, oh, you know. And we've established once and for all that, yes, he is certainly a rugby league player. <laughs> That's all we've established in 15, 20 minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> yes, he is definitely yeah. a rugby league player. Um, I, I think if this game was played, you know, a couple of weeks later, that, that the bunnies would have come over the top here. Well, they would have stayed on top, you know, because, I mean, they were over the top. Yeah, but the the Broncos really did their best to 
to lose this game. And it was some pretty simple stuff, like, you know, Jack Bird fumbling the kick and just silly errors. Yep. You know, the, the Rabbits, to their credits, are, are still playing up up above where I thought they'd be this season, certainly. Yep. Um, the resurgence of the non-shit Burgess twin. Been well, a apparently, dominant factor. apparently his training has been uh, managed better this year, which is what he attributes his... Uh, He's returned. Professional sports player attributes rise in form. No, but to improve training. Well, to to improve like the improved management of the workload, and and like it's it's not news to anyone. I mean, we all heard that that Madge was like yeah. he would grind cunts, and you know, he would grind his team into into mm. dust, and and potentially overtrain them, or at least yeah. train them so hard for such prolonged periods of time, you know, that led to you know diminished performance. Yeah, and so. that's it. So yeah. I was just saying Seabold handles, I don't know, mm-hmm. handles it better. I think he yeah. just manages like the, the rest time and, you know, but yeah. But yeah, there's still that thing about South where, where even when they look to be in control of a match, just this fucking whole team level go to sleep factor. Yep. Um, just brought Brisbane straight back into it. And that team's got enough big name players in it. Um, that if they get a sniff, they're going to run through. Yep. And of all the people on that field, I wouldn't have said this at the beginning of the year, but I reckon old fucking round of applause himself, Corey Oates, was the spiritual leader on that field that night. Yeah. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah, that's... And then the immediate aftermath of, of the performance is like, okay, now you've got to, you know, now you've got to pick him for origin. Yeah. So, yep. Mm. All right, let's move on. Tall Hayden. Payne Haas is 18, the commentators tell everyone for the thousandth time, which is great excitement for them and a certain real dad north of the border as they all furiously rub their stumps to this barely legal caramel giant. (laughs) Red Hill Pony Club. Broncos still fighting their feet against a strong and informed south side. Couldn't fault the bunnies. Cook was on fire. The Broncos need to step up. Bird needs some motivation. A twill magician. I think we can all agree that South weren't the better team, but fuck Uncle Wayne and fuck the cunt club that defends that home invading grub cunt. Yes. Hashtag abhorrent shit club. <laughs> yes. Uh, occupied Duckburg. A lot of Bronies fans calling that the biggest win in the franchise's history. Hashtag small club fan. Small club mentality. <laughs> and Cruzy06. Great to see Corey Oates continue to make bunnies out of the bunnies. Also great to see another feel bro get a run in first grade. Well done. Um... So I assume that's pain. I did know, did not know that Payne Haas was a philo. Because I mean, that's truly that's who he's referring to. <laughs> because otherwise, the Broncos side was <laughs> unchanged. <laughs> oh God! The Newcastle Knights eighteen defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls twelve. Uh, paltry fucking crowd and country. I mean, it was in the death slot, but still, the fucking you know, to get like under six thousand to a, a game is fucking ridiculous. And I mean, I know I've said before that I mean it is a yeah, you can't work in the city and then get home and, you know, whatever. But fuck me, don't don't try and tell me that that, you know, affected, you know, there, there were 10,000 people that couldn't. Fuck out of here. Um, the Knights 18 came and tries to Watson, Griffin and uh, Nathan Ross. CO, two of three conversions and a penalty goal. I didn't you know, can't see how he could kick. Uh, and uh, Manly's 12, well, I guess he couldn't because he didn't get them all. Uh, 12 uh, tries to Dylan Walker and Sean Lane. Uh, Cherry Evans, a conversion and a penalty goal. Or yours, brother? Oh, fuck. look, at the end of the day, oh, there's just... 
There's no defending this. The, the, the fact that the, it was a fucking closed game and winnable by either side going into like the final three or four minutes of the mm-hmm. game is fucking hilarious. And not only is it, it, it it's it's an it's an indictment on the Newcastle Knights that they're not fucking far from the spoon levels to which they've recently emerged. But the Manly, honestly, I just can't get I I just can't get behind a fucking like if you had a fucking brother or a fucking son or a close family member <laughs> that was just the smartest kid in their class at school, best athlete, whatever, leave school and just start fucking just shooting heroin every day, <laughs> fucking smoking the weed, doing the lining lines. <laughs> And just absolutely shooting themselves in the foot every turn and squandering every fucking advantage or or, or or fucking talent that they had. That's what this side is at the moment. They're like they're like South's era Dylan Walker personified. <laughs> <laughs> this club. Who funnily enough is in your club. Now. He's funny, he's, so. Yeah, well that's why it's South's era. I mean, yes. I mean, he he OD'd for them. <laughs> like That's right, he only punched walls for you guys. Yeah, exactly, because I mean it's it's frustrating when you can't fucking take heroin and you like heroin. <laughs> I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one, one, when one's had, I don't, look, you know, I don't fuck with intravenous drugs, so I can't say, but maybe when, you, maybe when you've had so much heroin, I mean, maybe you just want to punch something to feel something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this fucking shit works. But, um. Yeah, no, I think they did that in train spotting. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so, and just like train spotting. Penn, under his administration, has uh, has crawled the, the entire side, put in, he shelved the entire side, and <laughs> crawled into a fucking toilet. And now he's swimming around in the ocean below the worst toilet in, in fucking in Manly, <laughs> in Sydney Harbour, and um and fuck fuck that that cunt and fuck everyone as, as a as a fucking and, and fuck fuck uh, Weight Watchers as a staff. <laughs> this motherfucking crew and if you're down with pen health then fuck you too Trent Barrett fuck you <laughs> fucking <laughs> and, and then you, you, this game was a perfect example of fucking statistics and how fucking stupid they and their proponents are when you see things like I don't I don't fucking have the stats in my head because I don't give a fuck but when you see like Marty Tapao gets like 235 metres or some such shit and does you know this many tackles what junk fucking statistics oh my god what a beastly mighty fucking game from Marty Tapao Marty Tapao is a fucking yoked caramel George Rose fucking he'll yeah he'll he'll fight and he'll power lift cunts and he'll he'll deadlift a bunch of dudes as he as he runs 25 metres and drops the ball when he goes to play it or before guess what I think the team, as a whole, would probably prefer that you ran three metres and pushed onto your back and did a slow play of the ball, yet retained possession for another four tackles than, than running for 25 metres and promptly dropping it. The fucking penalty merchants you know, the, as well. And I think Jake Turbo, he had tremendous stats as well. Like, you know, tremendous paper stats. But, I mean, watching the flow of the game, completely, completely, you know... 
in ineffective. Um, they had enough. They had enough fucking ball um, to win a thousand fucking games in in good field position as well. They still don't know how to set up for a field goal, and it was twelve fucking ridiculous. It just fucking drives me nuts. And um, and Newcastle conversely didn't earn a fucking meter in the entire game. I mean, they only had to run the ball up, you know, for two tackles up to their thirty before they'd get a penalty, and then they could resume yeah. down the forty on the other end. Oh my fucking god, the frustration is 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 just fucking ridiculous. And um, tell me. Yep. What about your absolute fucking shit cunt, pencil-necked piece of shit captain, now gouging eyes? Oh, that's just bants. That's bants between homies. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> look, I can tell. I can look, what, what, I, what I can say. Uh, my only insight into the relationship between Jamie Bure and, and Daly Cherry Evans is that honestly, the only constant player. Who palled around with Cherry Evans at the at the after party from the 2013 Grand Final was Bura. So I mean, like, but I mean, I'd say it was just fucking like you know like prank shit, you know, gone wrong sort of thing. But I mean, uh, look, I guess this. I didn't even know. I didn't even notice it either. And I don't know. And why didn't anything come of it? Because Manly are cucked. And people have moved past you, hating Manly. Do you understand? Do you understand that it's actually nothing on Manly's side that would get them off a charge? It would actually be, you know, if anything, it would be Bura no. saying, you know, nothing, nothing to it. But no, why didn't? No, why? Honestly, why didn't nothing Seriously, come of it? Because people have moved past hating Manly. And I don't now, think they have. Now it's we pity Manly because they are that much of a fucking cut club <laughs> that you know, even doing that. Yeah, believe me, and believe you know, me, you know, and, and, and I would could, have given anything to hear him front up to the judiciary. You go, well, I, I just thought if he couldn't see that I was a pencil neck little cunt, he'd stop calling me a pencil neck little cunt, Your Honour. Do you have anything to do? You have anything to, to add about polymers? <laughs> I could, but then Hammers would come back and tell me polymers make water denser. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get. I, I, I saw that tweet and I was like, what are you, what are you smoking, cunt? Like, what's that got to do with fucking You're anything? Probably fucking smoking polymers. <laughs> Because last time I sprayed fucking polyurethane, shit floats. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Here we go again. Now we're gonna get a. Now we're gonna. Now he's gonna type up a response in Notepad, put a screenshot, and then attach that to a tweet. Say fucking thanks for that. Out, out of his fucking office in Perth City, <laughs> where he works all the time, because that's the only place in Western Australia. <laughs> Enjoy Bryce Cartwright, you cunt. <sighs> Mitch the Geo. SKD, that cunt is responsible for half the anti-anxiety prescriptions throughout the Hunter. I just, I want to rip his fucking head off, shit down his neck, and burn his disease-riddled jersey. Val Kilmer-looking motherfucker. <laughs> I do not see the Val Kilmer-looking motherfucker. I don't see it at all. I, I mean, even if I think, yeah, I, I assume you're talking about like prime Val Kilmer, not the weird sort of puffy, smooth Val Kilmer that we have today. <laughs> but still, even that, I don't, you know, I, 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 I don't get it. Um, Deformo ninety six. How good was the Knights win last uh, last weekend? Talk talk about Manly in decline. Have they just moved into black caviar odds for the spoon? Hashtag Knights on the rise. No, I don't. Still I don't think so. I think it's it's still the do- the dogs and the eels are still great there. I mean, obviously the last two weeks the Tigers have have shown that they've shown their hand that they they have aspirations for it. I mean, there's plenty. Even the Broncos are sitting in tenth at the moment, so they can't get too fucking <laughs> too comfortable. And, <laughs> and the Warriors have shown that you know. <laughs> I talk about Fortnite again, but I mean, they just fucking hit the X button to fucking to, to turn off their shoot and to start skydiving straight into Tilted. Um, 
Mr. Wars. The Manly home crowd tonight may be the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen, and I've seen a recording of me drinking my own piss in front of stepdad and and his then missus. Indeed, he has. Firstly, yes, I agree on the home crowd. Fuck, fuck the crowd and 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 fuck the club again, and also fuck Scott Penn, Penn Health, biggest loser, Weight Watchers, uh, Zorba, Bozo, uh, his brother, I forget his fucking name, Rick. Um, <laughs> fuck all those cunts and all the fans that didn't turn up to you, you suck my dick from the back but now the reason why I put this tweet in <laughs> is because I need you to unpack the rest of that tweet <laughs> tell us a story about him drinking his own piss in front of you and your then missus is that is that did I did I, did I oh, no he drank his own piss but for what reason set the scene what's why, why what where, how do you get to that point okay so when we were very young. Yeah. What, like, 15? No, nah, we are out of school. Okay. I think. So we were at poor stage. Okay. Um, we, if we didn't have money to go out, yep. uh, we would play a game called Spin the Fan. Okay. Where you get, uh, everybody writes down 10 dares. Okay. And you put them in a hat. All right. Right, so your dares have to be bad enough. If someone else gets them, it's fucked. Yeah. But not bad enough that if you pull your own out... <laughs> that, that you, you're happy to actually go through with it if yeah. it comes to it. Yeah, okay. Um, and then you sit in the lounge room at a ceiling fan. And you're literally just like manually just like... You, yeah, you put yeah. a bit of um, duct tape on one of the blades. Yeah, and whoever's pointing to the and duct tape And then you spin that, yeah. yeah. And whoever's pointing has to go... Reach they, in, They can choose okay. to take a shot yeah. or to pick a dare out of the hat. Okay. And so, depending on your your what, level of piss fitness, yeah, I was gonna say I'd be just, you'd just be taking a shot every time, wouldn't you? I mean, fuck, <laughs> like, oh, you know, by sort of yeah, you know, four rounds in, there yeah. would have been six people there, yeah, you know, but even six shots, I mean, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not the end of the world, <laughs> yeah. So, um, maybe it was a fucking alcoholic. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> sounds he, like a good deal to me. He took he took a dare out of the hat, and it was to drink a glass of. Your own piss. And it was the funniest thing ever. He's got a fucking Chardonnay glass. <laughs> and he's filling it up and filling it up and filling it up and filling it up. And he was out by himself in the landing. Yep. And then all we hear is somebody screaming, you know, he's screaming, fuck, fuck, somebody give me, give me out the glass. Because it was his house. <laughs> <laughs> Deep filled. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was the story of that fucking good times. <laughs> Tremendous that story is. It, it was everything that I hoped it would be. The Panthers twenty two to feed the doggies fourteen. Uh, Panther Stadium, another poultry crowd of just under fourteen thousand. The uh, Panthers twenty two came from tries to uh, Corey Harawinara, uh, Leota, and Yo Maloney two or three conversions and three penalty goals. The Doggies fourteen came from tries to Montoya and Will Hopawate, by two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Absolutely fantastic, rousing victory after the fucking Canterbury Bankstown Tonya Hardings. Crippled, crippled a future immortal of the game. Fuck me, the immortals better get a bigger fucking wing if every player that we talk about being a future immortal gets in. And why wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, that absolute 
fucking cunt potato woods. Cripple Cleary. Can we call the episode Cunt Potato? <laughs> like, he's an absolute cunt potato. <laughs> okay, so that's what. How can we call this one? <laughs> I'll get fucking the Sharknado guy to star in this one. Iron Zeering. <laughs> Whatever. Um, fucking just. Like, he's done worse things for youth than Hitler did. Fucking Aaron Woods. Piece of shit. Um, yeah, look, the game got fire in the end. Uh, it it was all there for Penrith to lose, and they do have a history of getting in and being overconfident. And that's when they tend to get rolled. And that was my worry. And also, Canterbury is a side that could potentially have like that bullying aspect to them that can yeah. fold the, you know, Penrith yeah, that's side, it. or did fold them last year. Yeah. Um, look, they beat us earlier in the round. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, earlier in the in the season. Ever since that North Queensland game, where where Maloney just put on an absolute fucking masterclass, and and the forwards were all there with him. Yep. I've been waiting for that again, and I haven't quite seen it. It was almost completely gone in the Sharks game, but I did like in this round how Maloney seemed a little bit more flexible on the fly. You know, the the thing that shot us in the Cronulla game was we just had no deviation from any sort of game plan when they've obviously trained all week to shut down yep. the fucking side of attack that Maloney's on. You know, the, there was no variance. There was no plan B. Um, when it was obvious that the dogs wanted to get into a bit of a fucking bash up, we stood there with them. There were some periods of very, very strong goal line defence. Um, to their credit as well, Canterbury, I think, were up for it. And they were they they never felt like they were completely gone. I I, I it, think there was there was a point there definitely where they were where they did and they were. Oh yeah, and that's when that's the point with that, and that's at the point where it started to get stroppy. That's you know, when yeah yeah that that's when there was some uh, I, I think there was some harsh words said in a scrum and it was Marin bitch slapped Clem yep. on the face. Why Clemmer? I mean, like you know, like I didn't mind him in Origin. No, but like he's. Since he's got his fucking mate over, yeah, he's been pretty fucking average. And under this, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see what happens with the new regime. And yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you can't overlook everybody <laughs> that used well, to play. Well, if you if you take that game, yeah, as a selection trial, well, then you can't have you can't one, have either one, of those. One props a certainty. Yeah, and it's not fucking. And he's Woods got a or fucking glorious mustache. It's not bad as a, so, as a, as a connoisseur of facial hair. I do more. Um, you know, then the highlight of this game, though, right at the end of it, was Dean Fare. Yeah, does that count as a missed tackle? I mean, you, the guy got past him like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't help but wonder <laughs> how that goes down in the stats. I tell you what, I mean, like he stopped him running. He, the bear, he he really. Almost to an imperceptible level, he did the bare minimum of doing an arm thing that made that not a shoulder touch, not a shoulder yeah, touch. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. You, to tackle, mm. you have to make contact with your shoulder. So every yeah, tackle yeah, is, course. by definition, yeah. contact with the shoulder. There was no contact with the head. Yeah, but you need to. But you need to. You need to have the like. It's like you, you're making it. You're making a tackle. You're not just going from with the, the shoulder. judiciary. The more important thing is that you don't brace. 
because if you remember a couple of English people that got off shoulder charges mm. charges yeah. last mm. year was there was no attempt to wrap the arm. Yeah, yeah. But it was because they didn't brace their arm to their body. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, and that's and there was like so, a separation or something they were talking yeah. about. Yeah. So he had his arm out. Yeah. To make a tackle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not his fault that whatever that fucking martial DNA is isn't fucking compatible with the king, <laughs> you know, whatever that side is. And <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, look, a, a good win by the Panthers at, at a big cost. Um, the, the dogs have got fucking everything. I say this about them almost every week. You, you look at them on paper and you're like, well, okay, fucking m is very fucking dangerous at fullback. Yeah. you got the Morris boys that are having a fucking renaissance in their style. Then you got yeah. fucking Hunter Mariner. Yep. Who's a fucking amazing edge runner. It, yep. you know, it, like it's all, yeah, but then it's you've all got fair. like, then you've got cooked halves and a shit hooker and you, then it all falls into place and you're like, oh yeah. Okay, that's yeah, what, I know. And you've got the fucking powder puff props, representative props. <laughs> but teams have won games with, oh, they, with yeah, less. They've oh, built yeah. seasons with less. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm more looking at them on paper and think, wow, what a pile of dog shit. And then you get in the first 20 minutes, you go, well, fuck me, they're overachieving. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually going all right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then you have games like, you know, the you know, the earlier season where they just, just fall away and just get hammered. But uh, anyway, yeah. GT351 underscore Johns. Absolute garbage by the dogs and by the refs. Fuck me. Is every game going to be refs fault this week? We'll win games if the idiots at NRL HQ make the NRL game 35 minutes long. <laughs> As for the Panthers, shut up, cunts. You lost to drug cheating sharks. <laughs> <laughs> the broken chapo. Dean Pay is a decent bloke, but after every loss, he seems to be getting closer and closer to a nervous breakdown. I predict this will happen no later than round 11. I'll have to look at the draw and see who the next three are for him and uh, you know, mm. what may lead up to that. I got the Broncos this week. And uh but yeah, I mean It's not kind. Yeah, but this I mean you know, at this stage of their of, of their season and how they've been progressing, I mean this is like the type of Dow game they'll actually beat the Broncos. Except the Broncos would be a top four side at the time. Yeah, yeah. Good in theory, except they don't have Sam Cassiano to be a fucking one man game winner. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um Maybe Aaron Woods will do something. We'll get to that anyway. Well, they did let him go to bring Woods to the club. Mm. Mitch Jando, up the Mighty Panthers, down on numbers, but still pulling together for a win. Hashtag booking my tickets for the grand final. And uh, bitch slap Clemmer. We had fucking two forwards in the centres. How do you not fucking beat us? Yeah, because they're very exploitable too. You're not wrong. JSJ Hogan... The Bulldogs' inability to stop the Panthers offloading hurt us, but I feel that we're playing better than we did at the end of last season. Hashtag, there is always next week. That is true. I feel that the Doggies were actually playing. They, weren't they playing okay towards the end of last season? Was a, well, they, when, you know, Leisha started running and uh, and they won, didn't they, they won a number of games towards the end? Well, they beat the Dragons. Oh, they fucked the Dragons out of the finals. How could I yes. forget? Yeah. It's epic. Uh, Cowboys fans think so. One of the wins of the season, really. Yeah. Uh, the oh, oh geez. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks ten defeated the Gold Coast Titans nine at a Hope Solo Coliseum in front of a crowd of just under thirteen thousand. Uh, it says here it happened on Saturday, the twenty eighth of April at five thirty p.m. But I do believe this game was played on Monday night. And uh, the Sharks ten tries to Holmes and Lee. 
Townsend two of two conversions, sorry, two of two field goals and zero conversions. <sighs> Titans nine tries to Mitch Rain. Ash Taylor, sorry, flash with the conversion, flash with the penalty goal, and Ash Taylor with the field goal. I've said in the past that no matter how shit a game is, you know, you get down to the field goal thing at the end and it builds a level of excitement. Certainly. This game is the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> Even though the Sharks got up by field goal and then the Titans came down and they tied it up and then the Sharks go down, it like, there was just nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing in this game to get the hearts racing. Um, the Titans got enough trouble attracting fans out of Hope, Hope Solo and this was certainly nothing that would... Uh, Enhance that. I don't. I've got nothing to say about this fucking game. It, it really it's was. so. I like the. You know, obviously, NRLs a, a demanding season, but the Sharks just looked a completely different side than they were the week before. You know, maybe yeah. it was the Maloney factor that they they were so precise and so on. But I, I honestly think the Sharks got out of jail here because of fucking reverse Zoolander playing hooker for the Titans. It, he's got Ash Taylor, and he doesn't fucking go to him. Mitch Rain, he, he, uh, I, I'm trying to fucking even just <laughs> put any sort of fucking sense to it. Yeah. You know? Now... Say what you will about LG, he was he was a recognised half. The option he was going to was fucking Bryce Cartwright. Yeah. Now, you know, he's a, a wonderful player and he's looking to rebuild his career and, and that's fantastic. But when you are in a fucking arm wrestle, and both teams are looking for dominance in a match, yeah. you have a former rookie of the year who everyone touts as the next next hope for Queensland in the seven. Yep. Who's been a proven fucking game manager. Yep. Like the amount of times Ash Taylor's got them out of home, out of trouble just with his fucking game management. Yep. yep. And you continue to go to the side of the field that he's not on. Yep. You know? The first failing there is with Rain. But the second failing there is with Ash Taylor. Well, I mean, you know, you talk about the game management, he also has to step up and be able to be, you know... That's what I'm saying. Yep. If that happens for a 10-minute period, that should be it. Yep. It shouldn't happen again after that. Yep. You know? Not even that, just a couple of sets even, you know, like... I'm giving him fucking benefit of the doubt, but... Are you saying he's lost the dressing room? Look, unless there is something that I don't know about where Mitch Rain had tendon damage that only allowed him to pass left. <laughs> um, yeah, it... Uh, who knows? But yeah. yeah, it was just an odd fucking game plan. All right, so. stop talking about this game. Let's just fucking move on, shall we? Fuck, And the tweets I included are of a similar theme. Wally Frogmore. This game is like being made to watch two cripples fuck. Sure, you know, in the end, someone will finish first, but it's not enjoyable to sit through. Speak for yourself. MJ Eagle 23. This second half is so me, bad. Mr. Wars. Yeah. Give me permission to um, tell that story about you. The which what? <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're the saying... The cripple yeah. fucker. Okay, yeah, all right. MJ Eagle 23. 
<laughs> this second half is so bad, I had to double check I wasn't watching a replay of the Manly game. <laughs> uh, Little Buffalo. Given the choice of watching that game again or the shittiest game of the year while suffering from diarrhea and a tiny speck of shit floating in my beer, I can honestly say I'm undecided. Mm. Hashtag talk up the game. <laughs> Hammers. Roosters Dogs was the worst game ever. Titans Sharks hold my cocaine. <laughs> and... Uh, <clears throat> Hammers then followed up saying, oh, man, that Titans-Sharks game was so bad, I'm going to take a pill, spray my dick 30 times and hate-wank myself to sleep. <laughs> the Raiders 18 defeated the Cowboys 8 up there at 1,300 teeth in front of a crowd of a tick over 14,000, literally 14,004. Uh, the Raiders tries to Josh Papali, Aiden Caesar and uh, Havili. Croker, three of three conversions, and the Cowboys, eight, came from a solitary try to Gavin Cooper, one conversion and one penalty goal to JT. Yeah, similar sides, I guess. You know, if you look at the the Cowboys and the Raiders, both both play a very forward dominant style of football. Suits their teams. Um, going into this, I honestly thought that the Cowboys would take this opportunity to to really knuckle down and and kick off their resurgence. Yep. Um, the JT's not the JT that's fucking winning games let alone competitions anymore he's not but, even he's not even 60 percent yeah of that of the I, that jt i don't know whether there's still some pain i don't know whether there's some shit going on off the field or he's you can see the fucking light at the end of the tunnel and he yep. doesn't have the the motivation i don't know what it is but make too know. much money in his uh he's his Cam Smith showdown game. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's just the 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 thing I I don't get is the Cowboys were always okay. Well, we're, we're not going to score long range tries, but we're going to be fucking disciplined enough to to grind you down and grind yep. you down. It'll take us three or four sets, but we will win that territory battle, and then we will fucking well, set up shop. the twenty, and then we'll score tries that's from it. there. Yeah, yeah, we yep. will fucking set up shop there, and we won't let you out. Um, it it's almost completely gone. Uh, fair play to the Raiders, though. They they were looking down and out. They started off the season with a couple of narrow losses, and yep. then they had this fucking horror period where all of a sudden people are touting them for the spoon. Yep. Um, but they've got back in. They've come together. Uh, doesn't seem to be any fucking hate daggers between Leipner and Techno Viking. Yeah, I seem to keep a lid on it. You know, but. Uh, Canberra will play as well as their forwards do, and, yeah. and I think that they really aimed up. Swiss underscore Cowboy underscore 78. Some of the Cowboys players look like they spend more time in the mad cow than on the training paddock. Hash, uh, wield the axe. Mm. Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. The Raiders' first win in Townsville since Todd Carney kicked a field goal to win in 2006. Ironically, he's back in Townsville as a Cowboy 12 years later. Bubbles all round tonight at Santa Fe Gold. No, that's not irony. I did not know there was Alarmist. Santa Fe Gold up there. Really? I remember back in the day, there was a Santa Fe down in, in the city there. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, the blast from the past. <laughs> Ives 81. Thank goodness for the delayed start of the last man standing competition after my first tip against my own team would have had me knocked out in the first round again. Hashtag, this is why you don't gamble, kids. <laughs> well, you're lucky. It wasn't, and um, don't don't ever bet against your... You can tip against your own team if it's a, you know, a tipping company you want to win, mm. you know, but when is a money thing, though? There's just no good can come out of it. No. 
the Parramatta Eels 24 defeated the West Tigers 22 at uh, ANZ crowded uh, just over 17,500. The Eels 24 came from tries to French, Jennings, Takarangi and Manu Ma'u. Three or four conversions to Moses and a penalty goal. Uh, Tigers 22 came from tries to Thompson, Eisenhuth and Benji. Masters three of three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. This was the best game of the round, I think. To paraphrase, surprisingly, like mm-hmm. it was, it just for me, it was definitely the game that I was most interested in. Yes, like as it's happening, the leads changing and shit. Yes, I got no real feelings for either of the sides, uh, you know, no stakes or anything like that. Yep. And, you know, and didn't have a dog in the game, but I mean, it just felt, you know, it, it was just like a, it was just the most interesting game to watch. Yeah, I'm not saying it was the best quality game, but it was the most, it was the most exciting, interesting game to watch. To paraphrase, uh big time West Tigers fan yep this wasn't necessarily the loss they needed to have mm-hmm. but I think it was the last five minutes they needed to have what? West Tigers lost this game yeah because they'd fucking clocked off and it wasn't yeah. in any sort of you know put the cue in the rack and put the feet up and do stuff like this but that last try yep for you to let fucking Brad Takarangi like, literally, I don't think I've ever seen a person score a try and go so fucking short a distance into the end goal as a centre with no one on him. Thing is, about <laughs> about Takarangi, once again, the whole hairstyle thing comes true again. That's it. He's got, He's lost the fucking ridiculous looking cornrows and the rest of it. And has like a more just a regular just short haircut. Yeah. And he played a good game of football. He's giving away all his fucking UB forty records. I'll tell you what though. For fucking crimes against hair. <laughs> what the fuck? Welcome back to rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um you know, I, I guess he got the benefit of the doubt until the, the end of that 80 minutes. But um, it, that that was a uh, a good old throwback to... Fuck, that, that was almost a hopper cut, wasn't it? Didn't he used to cut it like that? Yeah, but it wasn't... Like, he never had, like, that mulletness to it, though. Like, the, oh, there was, the length there wasn't... The, I mean, the, it reminds me of the... Oh, fuck. It reminds me of... Black Album era, James Hetfield. <laughs> like Carl like Webb with some length. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean. Like like Carl Webb never had like the, the he never had like it's it's like it's like Carl Webb fucked Billy Ray Cyrus, but the kid was uglier than you'd expect. That's what, Jesus. That's, what, that's okay. what that that's what the hair looked like to me. Yeah, except see Carl Webb struck me as a fucking the only difference he didn't have that Q fucking shape you know like well, yeah Carl Webb struck me as a fucking Linkin Park listening motherfucker are you really yeah and we're, talk- and we're talking about Mahe Fanord you know <clears throat> just like if you didn't see his haircut I mean just imagine you know this 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 fucking Polynesian trend mullet with the sides shaved was, right down to the yeah, bone it was an uber mullet yeah um <laughs> a mo mullet yeah a mohawk mullet but <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Brad Takarangi, yeah, to score untouched off a fucking tap. Mm-hmm. That is just yeah, you know, 
you want to fucking hope that clocked off because yeah. for them to be trying to allow that through, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. but I mean they had the game. They had the game one before that. Remember, I mean then Parramatta scored to get the lead and they scored shortly yep, after to get back did. again. But you know that second half was like well, that last twenty minutes was yeah. that that was, par- was well, pa- twenty minutes of Parramatta coming over the top. See, of them. Pa- yeah, par- Parramatta were guilty of it themselves. They they thought they well, were home and hosed, yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden Wests are in. Yeah. It was a different times period of the game. Though. I mean, like they went to halftime thinking that you know yeah. they had a good halftime lead, and then uh, West came out and, you know, early in the second half and just put it on them. Yeah, you know, it it really was. A, I think fucking Mini Kaiser led from the front there. He what a hateful little cunt he was in this game, though. He copped a lot of <laughs> flack for his size, but he's gone by. Oh, but he was fucking smashing Brooks. Yeah. And others. Yeah. Every chance he got legally, but just like the the perfect amount of like kick pressure where yep. he'd come in, hit them exactly on time, not a second too yep. late, and but absolutely fucking smash them. Yes. And and that is and you you know, I looked at players like you know, as much as he he was disliked, Adam Blair. All his other faults, what he brought to the Broncos last year. Just with his pressure on kickers. Yeah, the problem with the problem with yeah. Blair is you know like yeah like forty percent of the time it was fucking late, exactly high. So if you put <laughs> or that or something else, you know, if you put that sort of attitude yeah. into somebody that's got a little bit more pace and, and still and has a lot, the technique, and a lot yeah, still has yeah. the technique and timing yeah. to put a genuine big shot on a kicker, yeah. you know, that can be absolutely damaging mm-hmm. to a team, especially a team where their early season form has been in large part to, to the newfound confidence of said half. Yeah. You know, I don't think it'll fucking rub him out. He's not no, no, soft not, by any no. stretch of the imagination. But for that the, the period in that game, um, yeah, it, it certainly put him back a couple of paces. I mean, you want to, but you want to talk about the Takarangi try. I'll, I'll tell you, the Eisenhuth try, though. Oh. They can trade those. Don't, you can't blame the Takarangi try. <laughs> If you can't, if you're not going to mention the the eye, that is legitimately the fucking softest prop try I think you will ever see in your life. It wasn't close. To, it wasn't close to the line. He was probably 15 meters out, at least 10, but probably up to. And he uh-huh. did not. And he trotted through at probably uh-huh. 30% pace, and still didn't have anyone come close to even to putting a fingertip on him. I was shocked because I was listening with the sound off. It wasn't like he busted through anything yeah. either. He just trotted through the the worst fucking read ever. I can't remember who it was, but it may maybe been Kenny Edwards. But see, here's the thing: I thought oh, the shock I got because I was listening with yeah. the sound off was when the fucking score changed because yeah. the way he strolled through it was like a whistle the whistle blew and he was just going through the motions. And it was the way he strolled back. Yeah, he didn't even get the big fucking. Run in and shit like yeah. that straight away. And, and I'm I mean, thinking, it wasn't oh. his first, it wasn't his first try of the year, so what, like he didn't have the exuberance. Oh fuck, I'm off the nudie run. Yeah, prop, you know. That's it. And I'm thinking, up, oh, okay, what fuck they they call an obstruction here, or is it? Yeah. What, what, what are we fucking? Looking it looked for? like there was an obstruction, not because of any obstruction, but just because of the way that it, everything seemed to stop, and he just yeah. strolled straight through a gigantic fucking fucking plate. You know, cavernous hope there. sized. Yeah, yeah but, um, un fucking believable. It looked definitely a step in the right direction for Para. Um, isn't it fucking amazing? A couple, a couple of wins, and all of a sudden, there's no more talk about fucking Arthur losing his job, and there's no more talk about Norman and fucking Moses yeah, hating each other. And to get up, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, Norman's looking for a release to fucking go play with Raiders or fucking yeah, yeah, Ricky Stewart or. Da, 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 da. T- and the other thing is, from this game, is who would have thought that Kenny Edwards 
out of all, like, I mean, that, that like, he's a, dumb, he's, a, he's a dumb cunt, right? Like, I mean, and, and also, like, last year, he was especially grubby. Who would have, if you had a, there was, of course, if there's no market, if Sportsbet or somebody had to put a market up, which player mm. is going to master the new strip rule first <laughs> in the NRL in 2018? Storm, 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 storm. Everyone else second. Storm, storm, storm. And, you know, you might get a couple of Brockett, like someone like maybe someone like Alex Glenn would probably be yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Adam Blair's probably, he'd be, no, Kenny fucking Edwards. He's the one that mastered the new strip rule. And, and, like, you know, you know, went a large way, a large part to winning the game for Shit, them. Yeah. Because, fuck me, when you've got a dude that's in there like this guy, disengage, disengage, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and actually... Understanding what the rule is and actively trying to like it's like fucking he's like NFL style he's trying to strip the fucking ball every yeah. time he goes into a tackle. That's it. Um, who would have thought he'd be the guy to master? Not, <laughs> not 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 I. I wouldn't. I would not. I would not have him down a list to master damn thing. But uh, yeah, you know, fuck me. I guess. I mean, <laughs> oh, yes. Blue MTS. Well, actually, we should, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about this one later on in the show. The Anzac ceremony four days after Anzac Day seems ridiculous. It's not a circus performance to trot out and sell more jerseys. Just pause that. We're going to talk about it later. Mm. Stuart Marler. Okay, you ridicule the use of refs fold every, every week, but surely we've got a right to use it after that hideous refereeing performance. Come on, there was stuff that went both both ways in that game too. Yes. You guys got your calls too. Just wasn't at the death, so it doesn't feel as... Visceral. Yeah. Rusty Hardup. Cracking game, but I don't know what's making me sad. Are losing to the L's or winning all those games earlier in the year to give me hope? It started already, hasn't it? Well, your mistake there was having hope. <laughs> yeah. Yana Sanskor Mateus. Kenny Edwards is the sort of cunt who claims he's the star of a porn set, but we all know he's the one getting DP'd, then has to clean up the set after he's been trained. Oh, I think that says more about you than <laughs> Kenny Edwards. Really? Fuck, I'm interested in your biases against the receiver on a porn set oh yeah I mean maybe you have to unpack that one for us maybe they are the stars I'm not watching porn for the dicks <laughs> but you know your mileage may vary <laughs> <laughs> MJ Eagle 23 that's two weeks in a row now Tim Manor off the bench has 100 plus metres he's definitely got the X factor in the first half in this game it was like he was fucking Jason Tamalolo. Mm. I mean, not so much in the second half, but in the first half, he was putting these runs on and shit, looking looking unstoppable. And then, you, then you, the pile peels off, and the guy gets up and plays the ball, and it's Tim Manor, and you're like, "What the f- no? Huh? What? Yeah. What kind of fucking what, a, what kind of elaborate troll is this game? But you know, maybe it is one of those cases of, of the fact that what well, was he one of their fucking what have they got twelve captains? Yeah, he'd have to be, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and it was very obvious that Gutho was in charge. He's at the stage of his career where he's like, no matter what happens, he's always going to be like the ceremonial captain. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's like the Commonwealth thing of the eels. Like he's he's the figurehead, no matter whether they become a republic or not. Doesn't matter. Well, his his face on the coin, <laughs> yeah. his eyebrows turning into an eel. <laughs> Fuck. Sea eagle spur. You feel that? The air's getting cooler. The days are getting shorter and the leaves are falling from trees. Yes, my friends, it's time for the annual Tigers Decline. <laughs> Hashtag Tigers in Decline has been invoked.
Okay, quickly, we're going to bust through the previews. Broncos versus Bulldogs, Suncorp, Thursday night. Look, McCulloch has been named a hooker. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, Josh Maguire's out injured, so there's, I mean, there's kind of a need for him to return from injury. But I felt that his injury was more severe than being back this week. And it's funny you see the contrasting stories in the news where it was like earlier in the week, it's like Boyd's hopeful that McCulloch comes back to play. And then, then I think uh, I think Renner quote, the, the new renter quote for the Broncos, Justin Hodges, later in the week, he was like, oh, you know, he's going to do himself serious injury if he comes back, you know, if it's too soon, blah, blah, yeah, blah. So it's... It seems to be too too soon, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I was just know. about to say, no one had let him back too soon these days. They're professional fucking sports people. Yeah. Then I remembered what fucking effort face looked like a couple of weeks ago for you guys okay, when he yeah. was back from his ankle. Yep. So, oh, fuck, you know, I dare maybe, say maybe still, there is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that makes a lick of difference in this game, though. No, I mean, it's funny thing is, like, McCulloch is a great player, and he's sort of like a heart and soul player of the Broncos. But that game, who were they playing when he got injured? That game, like, they actually got into it. Was it a storm? Yeah. Or, uh, or was it, no? That no, was, no, it was, it was a week before. Let me go back through the fucking draw. You keep talking. They were back in, like, but it was a game that they were out of, and they got themselves back into it almost immediately after he went off. Mm. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying he's like a handbrake on the side or anything, but um, it's just felt, it was it was just strange that there was an immediate result from him going off that was actually a positive one. Um, look, I don't think it matters here. Uh, I think the doggies are pretty much cooked at the moment. And uh, look, the Broncos aren't, they're not going that great. I mean, they're only at 500 and they're, you know, 10th on the ladder and blah, blah, blah. But at home... On Thursday night, I just feel they're going to have too much for the dogs. The dogs aren't one of those sides. Yep. They aren't the side. No, they're not. Knights take on the Rabbits in Newcastle. No changes to their side last week. And uh, not a lot of changes for the Rabbitohs either. Just uh, just Kenneth getting swapped out for, for Campbell Graham out there on the wing. Uh, look, I, I think, if the, I think the, the, the form line at the moment indicates the, the Rabbits... Despite what happened to them in the second half against the Broncos, I think the Knights haven't been. They've been more old night. Even when they've had their had wins uh, against the Tigers and against Manly, they have not. They've not even been good, let alone great. I think if you look at you know, and you alluded to it, to it in your Manly review, the relative ease that Manly were making meters in that middle third of the field. Yeah. You put that in with the fact that South Sydney have somehow learned how to hang on to the ball this year. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I think the Knights are going to be in trouble in this one. Yep. Agreed. Uh, despite the fact that it's at home, it's usually a happy hunting ground for the guys. The Panthers take on the Cowboys. Carrington Park, is this the, the Bathurst game? Yeah, it is. Um, well, this is you know usually a good, good game for the Panthers anyway. Uh, Cowboys, you know, traditionally not the world's best travels, although they did okay with it last season. Um, they're just not traveling the best, period. Like, even <laughs> even if mm, down the road, yeah. fucking 1,300 teeth. That's it. Um, so what do we got here? DWZ goes to full back to cover for Dylan Edwards. Yep. Uh, Tyron Phillips goes goes on to the wing, and that'll be his uh, Panthers debut. Yo into the centres. So uh, Corey goes back into the pack, and uh, Peter Wallace returns at hooker, and that pushes uh, Katoa back to the bench. Yes, he's in 14. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys, no changes. I think loyalty can, you know, can be a good thing in uh, in coaches under certain situations. But I also think that uh, too much loyalty and just uh, yeah, 
players do get comfortable when there doesn't appear to be any threat of an axe falling on them. Mm. And um, I think the Cowboys are getting close to that position at the moment. I'm not. I don't really have too many thoughts on who should be axed. But something they need to mix something up just to. I, I don't see Greeny as that sort of coach. No, I don't think he's, and I think it, it might be to his detriment. Though. Yeah, um, it, you know, look, the the Cowboys obviously rode, rode the wave of the, the the JT desire. Yep. But they legitimately now need to find a way to motivate themselves. To. To really, you know, and it's fucking. It's not too late. They can probably they would definitely kiss top four, probably top six goodbye. But their finals campaign isn't categorically over. Um, you know, and and it's just getting back to that Cowboys style of football. Yep. They need to spend time in the opposition's 20. They'll wear them down and the points will come. But they're not giving themselves the opportunity to do that. Um, you know, Penrith went up to North Queensland the last time. It was the first game after... There is injury and yep, and they were fucking rank outsiders to win that game. Yep, and they came out and shocked everybody. Yep, just defended the shit out of them. That's it. It's fast the, line speed and everything. And the situation here is completely reversed. Whereas the Cowboys are the ones that are fucking down in the dumps, and everyone's looking at them, going "fuck, they're struggling." Yep. Um, Penrith are the ones who, who are going into this clear favourites. Yep. This is a danger game for Penrith, so. It might be, but they're not going to lose. Lock them in. Feel comfortable to spend your last man standing on the Panthers if you wish. Tell you what, that did fuck some people last time. It did. That was actually one of the ones that cleared out most people, wasn't it? Don't go against them. Canberra Raiders take on the Titans. In Canberra. Look. Look. It's chilly enough here. I'm imagining Canberra in Canberra is close to a thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's starting... The Gold Coast Titans have just been extremely disappointing lately. They, um, they have Bryce Cartwright named again. <sighs> LG's in a 21, but I mean, I don't think there's anything... I haven't heard anything saying that, we are, that he's done enough to earn a return. I don't uh, think we'll, we'll know either way until he actually takes the field. I don't, yeah. I don't see Garth Brennan as the sort of guy that needs to give fucking press conferences announcing the future of players halfway through a season. Well, I mean, I don't think it was the old Geeling who was just missed a couple of tackles and it was just like, look, go down and fucking, you know. You're not good enough in defence, but Bryce Cartwright is. What a yeah. fucking... What an insult. <laughs> in the heart. Jackson Hastings saw that and went, God damn, there's some brutality coming out of that club. I've never seen a player fuck those and fuck so badly. <laughs> that is some workplace bullying, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I mean, oh, the Raiders, clearly... Look, I'll tell you what, if I went into my office one day and there was yep. a fucking monkey with a calculator, yep. I wouldn't be as offended as if somebody put Bryce Garrett right in the six. It's <laughs> <laughs> one the creepiest fucking thing today on the John McHale show. Someone had like a monkey dressed up as a little girl, but with like a mask, like of a like a doll's head. If you look at that fucking closely, it's a rainbow bright mask. And it's <laughs> fucking scary as shit. And just panhandling on the side, like yeah. a medium strip. It's <laughs> fucking... Like the freakiest fucking thing. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the Warriors. We should get that thing to go and murder all the members of Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Warriors take on the Tigers at uh, Mount Smart. Hang on, Raiders, Titans. I think the Raiders. Oh, Raiders, Raiders. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Raiders all day. Um, yeah, okay, so Warriors take on uh, the Tigers over at over in uh, New Zealand. 
Big game for both sides here. I mean, the West Tigers want to, you know, whilst they've been narrow losses, they've still been losses, you know, all the same. And, uh, you know, they need to arrest. I think for the, I think they're a team that could get rattled, if you know, after a, a lengthy sequence of losses. Mm-hmm. Um Certainly would undo a lot of the confidence that that they've earned the hard way over the first sort of five you know, five or six rounds. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, I mean, they're at home, and they got absolutely fucking annihilated last week, and they need to prove to themselves and their fan base most probably that this is not an usual Warriors season where they've got these uh, brilliant high spots, and uh, but more often than not, very very low spots. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm I'm half confident because the Warriors' high spots this year haven't been the high spots of seasons past. They haven't been those fucking massive blowouts or, yeah, yeah. you know, amazing fucking Sean Johnson running creation mm-hmm. points. They also they also yeah. have uh, have uh, Sean Johnson returning, Tohu Harris, who's a big big in, mm-hmm. and Akata as well. That's uh, what I was going to say. Talk, that that whole forward pack. Yeah, they've lost Luke. What the fuck is... Why the fuck was Isaac Luke named in the side? Because he's, he's meant to be out for a month, right? Yeah. He was named in the side despite being injured. Well, That's ducks and drakes until we get to Saturday, I yeah. guess. But, um, name fucking 21 yeah. random people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, they've named 22, so I mean, they're, they're not even trying. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 22, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, um, a big in, big in once again for the Tigers. Oh, Elijah Taylor returns. Um... Is it just me, and or does that cunt's well? lips always look blue? Look, look at fucking any picture of right. Elijah Taylor. So what, you're saying he's got some circulation issues, or... No, I'm... Lip gloss? saying he's fucking Michael Hutchinson himself in the dressing room before going onto the field, but... <laughs> How long does the blue stay with you after 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 a spot of auto, autoerotic asphyxiation? It's either that, or he's blowing a smurf on the fucking bleachers, but... <laughs> Seriously, look at him. All right, Buckle, all right. Google image. All right, all right. There you go, guys. It's homework. Look, I'm going to go with the Warriors on this one. I think I just think they're a better side at their best. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Warriors too. If Packer was in the side, I'd, I'd tip differently. But uh, you'd t- you'd actually reverse your tip just to, just with the inclusion of Packer. Yes. One person would change your entire tip. Yes. All right. Uh, where are we? Sharkies take on the Eels at Reclaim Australia Saturday evening. Okay, Holmes the fullback. Oh, great! He won't fucking quit his contract now. <laughs> <laughs> you millennial fuck. fucking Jesus! <laughs> Fecky's back after being uh, demoted for a couple of weeks mm. uh, on the wing. Graham is uh, set to be back this week. Late withdrawal last week. He's said to be back this week, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. And uh, the Eels. Tony Williams gone. Kyle Flanagan still Tepo ruled out. Rower into the second row. And I think that's probably a, a good move, to be honest. Look, I'm going to have to go to the Sharks. They're a better side. Yeah. Parramatta aren't there yet. Believe me, we know Manly and we know the Tigers you know, yeah. at, the, at the apex of their decline is, is, is nothing to write home about. You know, congratulations, you got some premiership points. But uh, not this week. Yeah, I, uh, I think where the Parramatta forward pack were, were able to really get in up against the Tigers last week. Yep. I think they struggle coming up against this Sharks pack. Yep. And um, where are we? Dragons take on the Storm. Mm. Two o'clock game at Jubilee. 
the tables have turned this year, I guess, with the the dragons being the uh, overall more dominant side. Yeah, they'll work their chances, but uh, you remember here though. Yeah, the Melbourne Storm that are going up to play the Dragons are not the Melbourne Storm that lost to Wests twice. Yes, you correct. Know? Yep, they're a different outfit in their style these days. So, Vooney back in the side, so that gets rid of Young Tonopeo, who was always one of my the biggest weak links in that yeah. in the Melbourne side yeah. at the moment. Um, look, this is a fucking this is this is certainly the paper match of the round. Yes. Whether it actually eventuates that way as they take the field, you know, it's hard to say. But uh, on paper, it's a it's a red hot clash. <sighs> I'm I'm really looking forward to this because again, you know, this this Melbourne pack, Harris was a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they're not a, a a horrid forward pack by any stretch of the imagination, but it's almost like a if you look at Hoffman and. Fanukan, Smith. Yep. Up against this, you know, new breed of McInnes and DeBellin and yep. Vaughan. Yep. You know, that that for me is where I'm going to be looking in this game. Um, I think it's going to come down to who out of the halves fire. If you get Hunt and Widdop both on game, then I think that gets the Dragons. Ah, uh, sorry, the the Dragons enough. But if Jackson Munster are on song. Look, I think that the tipping on this one is uh, we can apply a kiss of death here and as such I crown the winner of this game to be the St. George Illawarra Dragons. As do I. Congratulations, Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, four o'clock, the match of the round. Sydney Roosters take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at Allianz. Yeah, fucking... Three people and their fucking dog will go and watch the Roosters win fucking 13 plus. I saw the TAB the other day and they were giving $2.10. I mean, that's so much better than bank interest. That's almost better than cryptocurrency. Um, take it. <laughs> a, a, <laughs> Double a, your fucking money with no dollar, risk. A dollar thirty is still very much better than bank interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but take the thirteen plus yeah. and uh, double and double better than double your money. I mean, it's probably come in since then. I mean, it should be about a dollar thirteen, dollar thirty for fucking thirteen plus now. But um, no, who, who fucking knows what the manly side's actually going to look like? Um, like Hastings, if you believe all the you know all the stories, Hastings is zero chance of playing. Uh, I see they brought Tom Wright in the eighteen. He's another guy that's like a contender that people have been waiting to see. Um, this week, Prestige Worldwide brings us Frank Winterstein instead of Lewis Brown. So I don't know which one's the boat and which one's the hoe. What, but, um, what number was Lewis Brown named at last week? Fourteen. At fourteen. This week, 14. Oh, there you go. So it's not just number 14 sponsor. No. Oh. So I, I saw you going with that, and no. Well, it shouldn't surprise me, like everything Prestige else. Worldwide. Like everything else with that club, it's an absolute fucking shit show with no rhyme or reason to why they do it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's you know, I'm very interested to see Suley. I mean, as far as what I could see in the, in the Reggies last week, he, he seems to be a lazy cunt when it comes to defence. So that's going to be uh, tremendous for the, the Roosters. They're going to love every minute of that. Uh, um, I don't think anyone on the Roosters are going to be fucking smothered in tangy barbecue sauce. So. <laughs> you don't get points for fucking licking the nose. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, Dylan Walker in the sixth, in uh, you know, in a in a re- in a, a reprisal of the uh, of the experiment that didn't fucking work in 2016. Um, I'd just like to give a quick shout out to people who think Trent Barrett can coach, and um, you better fucking quit before the weekend's over. It's it, Roosters it, thirteen plus. Fucking baffles me, and I said this to you when he did it. Yep. Why the fuck did he come out and say? He will probably not play first grade for the rest of the year. Did he say probably, though? He, I think it was more definite than that, wasn't it? I thought it was like he won't be considered. Yeah, and, he, and I, th- I think that, you know, there might have been a probably or whatever. Yeah. But all he needed to do was come out and say, there's been some issues, so... He's going to spend some time you know, down at... Yep. There's been a conversation. Yep. He's aware of the road forward, mm-hmm. so he'll be playing in, in Blacktown until these issues are worked through. And you realise, like, there wouldn't have been any newsprint devoted to that at all because, I mean, fucking LG got the the Titans. Yeah. You know, like, Fecky got the the Sharks. Guess what? You play, you know, shit or you do something that's, you know, contrary to, you know, the contrary to the the culture or whatever, you know, internal things are going on. You get demoted and then you... But this whole... John Lang did it at Penrith. He was fucking famous for it. Yeah. Yep. So... Anyway. Anyway. Okay, hitting the mailbag. Hammers uh, said, uh, yeah, um, polymers make water more dense. Get your facts right, stepdad. I remember I saw that coming. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about, man? This is some, some kind of fucking House Science Works podcast that we did that I was fucking sleeping through. No, I was making fun of your shit cunt robotic captain. Yeah, people did say that, yeah, that was, that it, was it was during your ter- during your terrible fucking DC impersonation. I mean, oh, they stop it. They didn't say it, but the implication was it was bad as fucking Glenn's Irish accents. And I've had... <laughs> I've had fucking inquiries... <laughs> to do a forty-five minute Netflix special, yeah. Except, except you'd want to you, to to get the look more down. You'd want to fucking hutchins yourself for six months to get your neck right. No, it'll be animated, you fuckhead. <laughs> Tim comedian, when are we going to start calling Jared Hayne Betty White or any other Golden Girls? Well, Tim comedian, if that is in fact your real name, you would know that Chris Lawrence is Betty White, and sure, he hasn't fallen over and broken his hip in a little while now. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Um, look, I don't know. I think Jared Haynes fucking... I think there's plenty more scope to hit him. He's got more scope to be nicknamed. I mean, you know, you could go... Yeah. There's there's a dozen angles you could there's take. There's Jared Luther King. Yeah, I like I like that. I happen to like that one. He has dreams. He does, he does. He, has, mm-hmm. he fucking has more dreams than his namesake, to be honest. It's true. Um, Robbie GG84... Listening to you lads today for the first time, you had me at Billy Slater, a cheap diving cunt merchant. <laughs> Welcome, Robbie. You'll fit right in just fine. Uh, Timmy Hang again. Hang on, Robbie who? Robbie Gallagher. Okay. Fucking worried it was like Robbie F underscore 103. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, uh, Timmy again. Uh, Mitchell Moses has been considered for the New South Wales Blues. Who's selecting the team? Ruined Sims? Sure. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Comedy and for a living. It, it is the fucking standard lazy cunt newspapers. Okay. Which halfback had a good game? 
Yeah. Okay, they, they're eligible for New South Wales? Okay. Write it up. They're now in contention. Yeah. Fucking everyone's in contention until the team's named Dickheads. That's, yeah, and especially the, the, the over city country thing. I mean, everyone <laughs> truly is <laughs> not Fuck. even the ones, the lip service guys. Yeah. The broken Chapo. Just wondering your opinions, what your opinions are in relation to teams wearing Anzac jerseys when they are playing on Anzac Day. In my opinion, only teams that play on the day should wear them and anything else is cheap money grabbing. Look. Your opinion, Aaron Woods is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, long story short. Basically. I, that opinion. I don't have, I don't have a problem, I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, it's it's never been said that it's like okay here's the Anzac Day match and and then these other cunt periphery matches. It's it been an Anzac round mm-hmm. this year. That was the way it was framed. As yep. a result, each of the games had a component, you know, Australian national anthems as well as New Zealand national anthems. And uh, why the fuck not? I don't have, I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, can somebody who is more knowledgeable in the uh, cultural positionings of New Zealand mm-hmm. um, you know tell me is it was it the Titans game it was it was the Titans yeah, game the one New place Zealand... where you could find a Maori <laughs> <laughs> I mean fucking hell um, I, I have not been to a test match outside a uh, rugby league test match outside of Australia in mm. my life no we were talking but I tell you what, I went to Australia versus New Zealand at Hope Solo a couple of years ago with uh, with Real Dad, and fuck me, it felt like an away game. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, yeah, the one place. That, yeah, I know what you're saying they didn't do, they didn't bust out the. Now the, here's the thing. I yep. saw a couple of things. There was comments about. Well, hang on, they didn't do the um, both languages. Yep. Then there were other comments though. In some games where they did do both languages, the pronunciation they were fiery because of the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. So, was it actually the right call at the Titans game to say, well, hang on, we're not confident enough in our pronunciation, so it is less disrespectful to not sing it than to sing it incorrectly? Yeah. Let me know. All right. Also, when is it appropriate to put on my ring that goes invisible? Do I do that between dessert and coffee if I'm visiting New Zealand? Does everyone in New Zealand have rings? Can everyone go invisible? Is the risk of putting the ring on to go invisible, is it truly too great? Is the chance of fucking Nazgul being summoned to your location that that severe? Oh, now, now you're talking fucking <laughs> Spock language. Um, and fucking Mr. Chapo, your fucking Aaron Woods apologist, the jerseys that they wear are then auctioned off and that money goes to help service men and women and their families. So what you're saying is you don't respect the modern soldier, Chapo. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. That's it. Respects Aaron Woods, though. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you respect the guy that looked like Dennis Ferguson and then just, you know... Yeah. It- got his hair got his hair cut to just, to, to just look like some kind of sort of stealth fucking... <laughs> Stealth one that we haven't heard of yet. That <laughs> hasn't yeah. been caught yet. What, what sort of fucking person wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be a fucking ninja pedo now? <laughs> and not like ninja Geppetto from guess, Pinocchio. I guess, I guess <laughs> one that wants to fucking qualify for a blue card, I suppose. <laughs> 
the one. Uh, all right, uh, Devonhead. Can confirm Barrett is a top bloke to chat with. Struck up a convo with him at a urinal at Steelers in 2001. We didn't exchange phone numbers, but we may have crossed the streams. <laughs> Stuart Marler. A quick review of what XNRL players are up to shows that Robbie Farah no longer has his schnitzel restaurant and occasionally turns out in the Intrust Super Premiership. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, Melstar001. So I listened to the twill on the flight and I'm sure the girl next to me thought I was a nutcase when I was shaking from trying to stop myself laughing about the meat safe. Twill tourist this week, Mario Siegs. He was a brookie the other night. I mean, he's still a tourist, I guess, if you're down at Brookie from um, from uh, Armadale and uh, got a photo uh, with him you know, proudly displaying the uh, the old Restfault scarf. So uh, nice staunch. One. Nice one. Um, hey, Sam Warden, strong contender for the twill tourist of the year as he uh photographed with his tool nation uh bottle opener while he was in uh in la uh winning about asterisk. attempting attempting for the second year in a row to win a fucking emmy i mean like we just got some we got some some people that are very good at their fucking chosen profession that listen to this show and if, maybe if, maybe not very well like if fucking if, finalist level, if if we can get the fucking Dino Trucks guy to listen to the show, that'd be very. I'll tell you what, if Dino Trucks have an official official account, I would very much appreciate it. If uh, everyone listening could just tweet them and just say, you know, fuck Dino Trucks <laughs> as a as a staff as a cartoon. <laughs> uh, your sound editing is shit, yeah. and and uh, and uh, you, you you cunts are paying off the fucking the the Emmy voters exactly. And hashtag fuck Sophia the first and as well. The fucking Dino Trucks production team yeah. are all in bed with fucking Russian hackers. Look, I'm not an expert on the whole sound editing, you know, side of things, but like I you know, I've I've watched Dino Trucks and I found the sound sound editing to be to be fucking subpar. Well, fucking, That's my personal even opinion. if it's fucking great, it's Dino Trucks. How hard is it to go fucking brum brum rah? Rah brum brum <laughs> <laughs> I presume that's what happens in Dino Trucks. I haven't actually watched fucking it. Fucking hell. <laughs> Highway underscore he said I've been a bit lax with my Twill Tourist tweets of late but I have a few coming up and he's given us a fucking itinerary he's gone everywhere Sydney, Auckland uh, Adelaide uh, Fiji uh, so yeah he's definitely uh, as, as far as quantity I mean he might he's, he's certainly got a, you know he's generally a, the regional the more regional Australia Twill Tourist yep but uh, some he's expanding expanding international I'll tell you what if, you know if you've got to stay in a fucking motel that, when you're there mm-hmm Fucking count it. Yep. Ben, Not you, Blackwell. Yeah. <laughs> you get enough out of it, mate. Ben R47 underscore. I just booked everything for my Denver trip to see England versus New Zealand test. Good job. Fucking I want to see. Good on you. I want to see a load of fucking pics and everything and reports just about the about the vibe, how it's been received, you know, from the locals in attendance, how yeah. how it went. I mean, if it's a Denver, it's at mile high, right? So I mean, that's a fucking enormous like. I don't know what the capacity is, but Fuck. it's like you know, hundred thousand. Need a whack of stickers to send over to him to fucking hand yeah, out to cunts in the crowd. When, when is that? When is that test? That test match. I don't know. Hopefully, can get him out in time. Yeah, if so, I'll definitely do that. Um, DM me your address, dude. Um, now the memberships. The pre-order was a smashing success, as we uh, hoped and and expected. Uh, we know exactly how many we we have. I've, I've written down here that I know exactly how many we have remaining. Um, and then the magical number is, and I didn't type it in, it's either 9 or 11. I can't remember. <laughs> so basically, it's up there at the moment. Uh, 
there's it it we basically sold more at the pre order than expected. So to get to the next the next threshold, uh, yeah, it's it's basically getting first in first dress because there's a number there's ones like you know for for winners like last year like Lynn and that and there's a couple of people that have uh, privately contacted me and said you know hang on hang on the one for me and everything like that. Plus there's you know ones for ourselves and you know people's you know some people that we send them out to. So uh, yeah, that's it. You want one in 2018? You got to be within the first nine. <laughs> nine people I, I think to be safe and as soon as i get the as soon as i hit the number then uh yeah i'm pulling them down so it's critical time now um and that's it full time for episode 285 thanks for listening everyone uh, last minute standing make sure you fucking get, oh yeah tweet, i'm getting to that follow us on twitter at twi legal so on facebook.com forward slash this week in league um thank you once again to those who share our stuff around on facebook um, much appreciated. A review this week on iTunes from uh, Lock Zul, L-A-C-H-X-U-L. Must listen to this five stars. Hilarious, irreverent, rarely irrelevant, except for the comedic effect. Profane, no-pulled punches, brutal honesty, honest brutality. The best coverage in the NRL, inside and out. Great in-depth analysis. The 21st century, Roy and HG. Love it, keep it up. That's that's a very, That's fucking high praise. That is high praise. Um and if Triple M want to put put us on for like three hours on Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings and be our guest, I'll talk shit all fucking... Hang on, what time? Are they on the morning on Triple M or something on, on the weekend, one of the weekend days, Sunday morning or something? Yeah, not like a 5am thing though. No, 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 it's like, you know, sort of mid-morning sort of thing, like, you know, like, you know, 9, oh, 8, yeah, 8 to 10, like that sort of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, um... And we also give our shout-outs to our, our homie Super League pod, Sports BF, Screen Machine pod, West Weekly Sportscast, leaving them a nice one to fins up pod. Um, you know, if you're the type of person that wants to listen to a, a, a Cronulla-centric, Cronulla-shark-centric podcast, then, um, you know, I can't imagine who would be, but, you know, knock yourself out. And uh, MKH Comic tweeted us and said, if anyone's into checking out an amusing take on myths and legends, his brother and, and, and he do the uh, Mirthology podcast. He didn't give us a handle or a link or anything like that. I guess I guess look it up. Mirthology. Is that, M-Y-R-T-H. Is that a, a podcast about Anthony Milford? That's not Milfology. No, myths. Well, I mean, fuck, it could be about a number of things, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck, there's probably an episode for Aaron Woods talking, <laughs> speaking of him. Um, oh, the motherfucker's real. And I forgot last week to um, to, to thank the, the Tool Nation members uh, and listeners who went to see uh, our boy Timmy McIntyre down at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival as well. And uh, I saw a four-star review for his show, so fucking tremendous work, young lad. Uh, we've we've seen you we've seen you from the, the first time you stood on stepped on stage. Whoever and, uh, left come a long review, way. I'd be fucking... Very interested to know what he dropped the star for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the scar was. I don't know if it could have been four star. That, that could have been maximum. I don't know. Um, tipping. Biggest still in t- in front by one point. Then we go back a point to Cowboy Giannis. And uh, what are you talking to beat? That's a new fucking contender. And uh, let me just have a look at that icon there. I can't fucking quite tell what it is. Uh, then we go back another point. To Jared Ash, H Dragons fan, Snappy Sazi, Peter, Don Paulio, and Melon, all on 39. So we've got a two point spread from first to tenth at the moment and beyond. Uh, last man standing. 
had a tweet from Supergrover4. That's right. He said, you declining motherfuckers cost me a spot in Last Man Standing. Couldn't even beat the eels for fuck's sake. I have no fucking idea how, how your fans haven't burned your declining joint to the ground by now. Hashtag Tigers in decline. He really went off and it was a week early. He didn't actually, he hadn't lost his money by tipping the Tigers to beat the eels. And in fact, he was a little bit early. I mean, you can do it this week if you want to tip them to beat the Warriors. But uh, yeah. Mm. So... The entries are in. The entries are still open. I mean, you can you can join up up and up till like you know seven thirty or whatever. Yeah, as long as the as long as the timestamp of your fucking clicking on the link and yep. hitting the fucking PayPal button. Yep. As long as that's before kickoff. Well, as long as well. More importantly, I mean, as long as you've got the tip in before. Okay. Really? Yeah, as long as you've got the tip in before. I mean, you know, if you if you pay by the weekend, then that's that's probably okay. But you got to. I mean, the tip is a time-sensitive thing. You can't fucking. You know, okay. You can't get your fucking almanac and Send go back tip. in time. Send your tip, and if you don't fucking pay after you've tipped, I'm not going to send anyone to your house. I'm going to send Mr. Wars to your sister's house. And nobody, and you, well, no, nobody, well, Mr. Wars does, but nobody else wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Super coach, Sam Seals on top. The cheap seats, pineapples for the pokies, Kirkinators, bought not bread, Odie McOat face. Ooh, he's up to sixth. Grey ghosts, dingbats, Captain Robo Cuck plunging down to ninth, and uh, the hot Cosby's. Did we to... did we establish if that's Toto Toto's terrors Toto? I don't know if we did. I just I'd like to think it is. I mean, surely we could click on it and maybe give us information about the person. But no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> effort. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening to this express episode of the show. Um, we did it, baby. Just to add some more to the non-express. Yes. Do we want to throw the double header out now, just to give people some notice? Fuck yeah. Okay, so that's uh, that's not this weekend, but next weekend. Yes. Um, originally, when we were talking about this, I was saying we'd meet at LA because that's where we normally meet on Caxton Street, on the corner of Caxton and whatever the one on the cross street is there. Yep. Um, what's that? Then you're saying that's closed for renovations at the moment? No, I told people to check because it was when I drove oh, okay. past it. Okay. So cool. Just put it out there. The double header is. Not this weekend, the weekend after. It's the Saturday? Fucking fair notice. It is the night before Mother's Day. Yeah. So that's why you're getting some notice. If you want to come and hang out and catch up and have a beer, we'd fucking We will probably turn up earlier. Rather, We'll turn up fairly early, I reckon, and get yep. and get and rather, rather start early than finish late. That's it. So, um, fuck. We'll so we'll be there. Send out tweets. All afternoon. But if you are in the Brisbane region for the doubleheader... You know, there will be people that catch up and then go to the game. Mm-hmm. There will be other people that catch up and... Watch the game on, watch, at the watch the game or whatever, yeah. At whatever pub yep. we, we end up being at. So, um, you've got two weeks to start making your excuses as to... You Why know, are you so dusty on Mother's Day? Fucking Spanish flu's been going around your work or... Yep. You know, you're going to go and do some fucking scientific testing to help make ends meet. And at the end of the day, I think it's very important also to remember that it's Mother's Day, not Wives slash Partners Day. It's only the kids that have to be fucking top game on Sunday. Yeah. You can... (laughs) Again, that's not even your problem. Exactly. You just have to show the appropriate level of horror when you find out that they hadn't bought a present. Well, you you know what? Do it in advance. You can bankroll the operation in advance. Yeah. No. Why am I banging on my mother? (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, you know, kids don't make a lot of money make, making Nikes. <laughs> no. I don't know how your kids occupy their free hours. <laughs> Panhandling. <laughs> Panhandling on little monkeys. Little monkey baby girls. <laughs> That's it. See you in two weeks. 
And oh, if you've got any suggestions of where where we should have it, I mean, we want to sort of, you know, on, on Caxton Street or close by. If anybody knows um, anyone at the fine establishment, Fritzenberger. Oh, fucking yes. Fucking get us a room. Like or, a locked-in area yeah, yeah. there or something, because that, their burgers are fucking great. That's it. And uh, they got a lot of... Uh, they got like their own in-house sort of beers and shit too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll fucking get into that burger like Bill Clinton at a college. Oh, yeah. Eat the fuck out, yeah. 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 A good-ass burger at Fritzenberger. Um, and if, yeah, and I mean, that that place, like most places on Caxton Street, it gets absolutely fucking packed on game days. That's what I'm saying. Someone but yeah, if we can get it, but, but they've got some spots there that, that could be segregated, you know, if need be, like down the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Surely, if somebody works in the fit-out industry. Yeah. You know? I don't want to go to the fucking Eros, but yeah, go and smash some shit at Frixton Burger, fix it, <laughs> and then get us in there. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we will, we will hopefully by next week's show, we will have that. Will our venue locked down so everyone knows? Well, we have to. So yeah. you know, if anyone's got any uh, got any friends or whatever, you know, that have one of those places along there on Caxton Street that want to give us a little spot, then um, that's fantastic. The only real prerequisite that I have is you know that it has probably has beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, clean counters in the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll edit that out in post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>